If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Anyone want to call in? Anyone hear me okay? Everyone go to sleep. I had some free time. I just wondered if any fellow man needs some help, maybe in a courtroom buying some paperwork. It's been a while since I've been on here. Any success stories? I've had a few. I'm seven and zero in the courtroom. Got all my bond money back from every single thing. Anybody want to call in? Any questions? I want to type. I mean, if you guys want to type rather than call in, just type it down there and answer your questions. How you doing, Cheyenne? Calls being recorded. Anyone got any questions? How you doing, Cheyenne? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Been a while. I remember yeah. you back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. How's life treating you? 
Uh, not good. They still want to mess with me. Do what? They still want to mess with me. Well, how's it been working out for you? It's not working out. Where where you where do you stand? Hopefully above and not below, but Well, in my house I did the appeal for um for the eviction and I just got the letter back yesterday that uh, uh they dismissed my case. You're trying to evict somebody? No, the bank evicted me out of my home. And where do you live at? I was on Pennsylvania and now I'm on Jersey. And now they're coming after this house with property tax. Yeah, property tax is the mean one because they'll foreclose on you about 60 days and someone, they'll call one of their rich buddies and what they'll do is they'll buy up your property tax and then you got to go pay him about 50% more than what he paid. And they, it's, What they're doing is they're sucking up houses for pennies on the dollars. Right. Right. <clears throat> and you still all alone on it, don't you? I'm sorry, what? Do you, do you still own a mortgage? No. Or is this property taxes? It's property tax and oh, IRS. Why why, why are you sending your title? And Pardon? And going to claim this property. Why are you sending your title? I mean, you don't get out property tax when you send your title and and uh, that's when the claimant comes a lodeo, making a lodeo, and they can't charge you property tax no more. There's no paperwork to join you to the, the real estate. That's your ground. That's your property. See, right now what they're doing is they're going after that title, and they're using that title to join you to real estate of a contract to pay property tax and make you pay I mean, it's all volunteer, but if you don't pay it, they take away that title. They're, they're really not taking your ground, but that ground's adjoined like a millimeter above that ground in that property. And everyone believes that system's true, but if you send the title, it's like taking away the contract where they have the right to charge you property tax. I think property tax started in 1955. It didn't exist in America until 1955, and it's one of the later taxes that are really hammering people and taking away their wealth. So, who would I rescind that to? The um, township? Well, you well the title's through a bank, probably, right? Well, I rescinded the. Um, he did have a mortgage, and here a second bank came along after. Um, so, whoa, 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 you got in a contract with a second bank? Uh, no, I rescinded the bank. And well, I, mean, I mean, did a bank buy up the other bank, or did they sell off the title to another bank? I'm not sure what they did. I think they just... A lot, a lot, a lot of time, what I know is, once uh, property tax come in, there's almost like almost a payoff from the... Uh, you know, the clerk's office. And she starts calling, you know, she's got a couple of numbers, call these rich guys, and they come in and they pay park tax on this stuff. Right. And when you can't pay it, they, they suck up these houses for pennies on the dollar. Right. So you may have been sold off to another person. Now they require you to pay like 50 cents more than property tax, and then they'll relieve the property tax, and now you're in the good again with that contract. 
really you're not in contract with them. They they just sold it off because you didn't pay it. And but how do, how do they have some, the right whoever is going to pay your liability? It's kind of how they got joined to that. How do, how do they have the right to sell when they don't even have the t- title in their name? The, they don't. What they're doing is that you're you're contracted in under under title. I mean, since you have a title, you're abiding by the rules of real estate rather than property. Right. And they require to pay property tax on that real estate, or they're going to confiscate your title, which is all the paperwork, which. Everybody wants that title and stuff. I mean, because well, everyone operates in the corporate world, and everybody wants that, and they believe in it, and it makes it real. Even though it's 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 a bullshit scam. It's like court registry income system. They have no jurisdiction to do it, but you're contracted in. You got a title. You'd have to rescind that title, or you can go pay off that property tax and claim back your title. But they're going to charge you 50% more. Obviously, you don't got money to do this. But, yeah, I mean, if you actually have no mortgage and it's completely paid in full, they're, what they're doing is just sitting around for people when they get old. They can't pay for this stuff, and they're just sucking up all their, all their houses or property, and that's how they're getting back all the property. you you got to rescind your title and, and, you know, put in public newspaper or something. Uh, I don't know what your state says, how long you got to do it, but if no one claims it, then, you know, there's no valid claim. What, this is more like a complaint. This is, uh, in the in the legalese world, it's more like legalese titles, and if you use common law or law, I, sometimes I don't even like to use common in front of it anymore. It's an adjective, just law. And you're making a low deal, you had no right to that. Here, have your title. I'll rescind it anyways. You, you have no claim. And it's on a Lodeo where you, like people ban stuff or whatever you do in a Lodeo, no right. one can tax you on it. That, that's law. If you're playing in the legalese world and they're beating you up at it. Yep. That's what's happening to you. And they're good at it. They're rich. They got lots of money. They got deep pockets, and like I said, they got down where people, people, rich guys, they just give them their numbers and hey, call me, and they'll suck up the whole town. Yep. They'll buy them all, and and yep. I will. You know what? I I should do that. Really, to be honest, because you can go pay a guy's property tax of you know thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, the house worth one twenty, and. Sixty days later, I I turn around and sell the house for a hundred yep. or, or eighty. I mean, who cares what you sell for? I mean, the profit margins are unreal because you're still in people's property through a legalese trick. That's yep. what I call it. I mean, Mike and some of these people will be like, "Oh no, 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 no. well, yeah, yeah, yeah." They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know that they're profiting on other people's being harmed financially through. Lack of knowledge. They they know. <laughs> no, nobody's making that type line. I know somebody's getting screwed. Yep. That's what's happened. Yeah, you, you need to look into rescinding the title, especially since you own it. You don't have no contract with the bank no more. Yeah, but and that, 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 
Huh? Who would I rescind it to? Well, you got to rescind the title. You got a title, right? The title. The deed, right? The name of who's the title through, right? The deed. At one time, I believe this title's a benefit die. I no longer believe it's a benefit die. Uh, what right do you administrate my property? I rescind this title now. If you have a claim, a valid claim, that you have the right to administrate this property or own this property, you know, contact me in 10 days. Otherwise, this matter is settled. You know, and, and send a letter, notice to them, and resend it. Autograph it. And you can put it, and if you want to get and beat the legalese, you got to probably put it in a public newspaper. And you, your state will say how long you need to do it for. Some of them's three months, some of them's six. I, I mean, you're trying to beat out the legalese, giving them proper notice. Anyone got a claim against the property, and they come forward and they say, oh, you know, I got a lien against or whatever. No, no, no. That's the title. That's rescinded. Do you have a valid claim where you got more swag equity than I into this property? Come forward now or forever hold your peace. And they won't. They can't. Not that it's your property, you maintain it. I mean, that's just ball. I mean, nine tenths of the law is your property and your possession. The, even even the Bible tell you, you know, if you want to get in Hebrew and all the way back, whoever puts sweat equity in it has owns it, which only means you have an exclusive right of usage. It never was yours. You, is this going to stay in your, you know, your exclusive right until you do not maintain it or you do not you know, cultivate it or, or grow vegetables on it or, you know, utilize that ground. And that that's the rules. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Have you ever been told any of that before? Yeah, I rescinded my, uh, my loan to the bank, but that still didn't stop them. So I oh, guess you, I... That, you we're talking, title. We're... we're they're, they're joining you to the legal fiction through the title and your contracts, anything you sign. I listened a little bit of Mike. Actually, played it, and he, he's a little bit right about that, and some people may overlook that. Everything you sign, it joins you, and what, what they're doing is they're building a chain of custody against you. The more signatures they get out of you, the more that you, you know, done a chain of custody that says, I wish to be in the legalese world. I wish to have volunteer this. I wish to pay taxes. I wish to do this. I, I've signed so many documents that, you know, you've you interlocutory me against any law that I spit out of my mouth because I got all these documents signed against me that proves otherwise. That's why you can't open your mouth in courtroom and get your paperwork because if you speak any legalese whatsoever, they'll unlock you back to legalese and dismiss any of your paperwork. That's why Carl would always say, I stand my paperwork and get your ass out of there and write more paperwork. Don't be opening your damn mouth and speaking legalese because they'll that would be interlocutory evidence, like a signature that you wish to be in the legalese. And they will hold you liable now in the legalese because 
all your chain of custody, all your signatures, says, hey, you are that person. And you wish to act as a person, not as a man or a woman. This is what they're doing to you. You know, I know. I get I get what they're doing. They say, I just want to get the hell out of it. It's really affecting our health, stress. It will. I know. And a lot of people that's got totally out of the system, they got their kids out of the public schools. They're like, after about six months, they're happy again. They're yep. not robots anymore. Uh, yep. Marriages go better. There's a problem with money, but, if, you know, if you live with your mean, within your means and you don't require a lot, like materialistic bullshit, you might even want to downsize, you know? Right. But, yeah, that's... That's what I would do, but I would go after rescinding that title. That title was interlocking your property taxes. So you know, actually, maybe, would maybe it. you might, and you know what? I don't know how deep you're in. I don't know how far you're buried. But it sounds like you got a lien against your property. Somebody paid your property taxes, and they're wanting to foreclose on you. Right. And evict you. Right. How far are you in? How many months? Uh, they got the final judgment February the 26th of this year. So there is a final judgment and an order. Yep. Yep. Were you at the courtroom? No. Was it a summary judgment? Um, I don't know what kind of a judgment. Summary um, judgments are pretty weak and pretty much unenforceable. And usually if you're not there, that's all they can do is a summary judgment. But I would go after sitting that title, and actually, whoever bought this freaking loan, I'd find out who the man was behind it and say, hey, you have a right to administrate my property. We can sell this in private. I found out this is real estate fraud, man. I mean, I, I go after the man. I go after the well, he already Peter, I'll go he, sit right in his office. He already stopped in and gave us a lease uh, agreement for us Maybe. to fill out. And then he also suggested that um, he um, wants to come in and take pictures. Of what? Of the inside of the house. So he's wanting to lease the property back to you and collect rent? Yes. Hmm. And so far you ain't been evicted because they got these nice statutory legalese things where squatters are allowed to stay in the property and they're hard to remove. Is that the only thing keeping you in there? I don't know. They well, make it very put... difficult on owners. A lot of regulations totally against the owner. Oh, yeah, if you leave your property and, like, not there and somebody comes in a squat, they'll use a legal lease, which basically is what equity, and they're kind of in the right, believe right. it or not. I mean, right. it's totally wrong, <clears throat> I think, but. They're kind of in the right when you go back. Here's the sweat equity and property's got right to usage of it. This is not a really material. The materialistic thing is the title. <clears throat> you know, we got property values and paperwork and all that stuff, but really it's just land. It's a right. house. Right. <clears throat> it's pretty to some people, and, and people like, well, that makes it worth more, but it's a freaking house. Yep. And sometimes smaller is better when it comes to that. I mean, you want, you can either pay 4500 property taxes or get a load. You'll not pay any property taxes to live out in the country and just be left the hell alone and not have that stress. That's what we want to do. And grow your shit. 
Maybe yeah. maybe you should say, hey, I'll sell you the house. He wants to come in your game at rent, say, hey, I'd like to sell it. What's well, the thing, of, this, the thing of it is, Tom, is IRS has, a, has I think, like $150,000 uh, lien. I've been trying to work with them to get that lien lifted. Um, he's the, Oh, so you don't pay income tax either. <laughs> and you got busted out on both. <laughs> Did you forget no. to do the little check box where it said I'm tax exempt and I am not required to pay federal and state income tax? He just started a new job and that's what he did and he, and one of the payroll girls is fighting with him. Well, yeah, they will. But, so he checked it and she caught it? Or did he tell her about it? Did he open his mouth? No, he he signed it. I filled it out for him. Put it zeroes down, exempt. And then I also uh, did a WT form, W4T form. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she caught where he marked that box and she's arguing with him about it. Well, she's never heard of anything like this. But So he did bring it up to her. She just didn't look at that box and know what she's doing. And he, right. he actually tried to explain it to her. He should have just let it go through. Uh, every time he's... Um, went to the office to correct it because they were taking out taxes. Uh, mysteriously, she isn't there. So he went there yesterday, and he talked to another lady, and she oh, said, so he's got no. the job, and he's been getting paid, so he got through the initial paperwork, and now right. he's trying to say, don't claim taxes, you know, pay me my full earnings. Right. Well, we did that at the beginning. So you guys put him on notice right from the get-go. Right. We did that. You're lucky you even got hired. <laughs> but she just, and then she wanted his social security, and by law, federal law, you do, you do not have to show it. And then mm-hmm. she, and then he says, no, I'm not going to show it to you. And then she says, well, then I want to see a copy of your birth certificate. We need to know who you are. Well, <laughs> they want to join legal fiction so he pays income tax. Right. That's all, that's all they're trying to do is join the legal fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not required to have any of that by law. Right. He's got the right to work. There's a U.S. Supreme Court ruling on that. And I don't like getting those rulings, but there's, there's a top ten, right? Travel right to work. They're, like, indisputable. They've never been overruled. But you're, you're playing in that thing. You... I mean, he can get back his money, but she's going to give him a hard time. She's, you know, I mean. But well, the that's thing where about gonna... it, even they're collecting it, the IRS has got it where he didn't say, I won't pay any taxes, so he should get every penny back if he don't get through her. I mean, every penny, because right. he ain't signing off on it. And it is a Social Security number. That's why she wants it, because you got to put your Social Security number on the check to the IRS is fiction, this acronym, and you write the U.S. Treasury, which doesn't exist in America. It's the Department of U.S. Treasury. It's based out of Puerto Rico. It's a six-second slush fund. The, the right. first one's in the Philippines. I mean, it's a joke. Yep. I, and I, I, 70, let's see, I think like 70... Six to seventy-eight percent going to the IMF fund to destroy the American dollar. So you're actually volunteer to give money away 
to start the International Monetary Fund through the court registry income system, go through the crown to start this new fund to make a new world order and destroy the American dollar. That's what the IRS is trying to accomplish. I've read their paperwork. There's 66,000 pages of that shit. It sucks. And it's all voluntary. Right. So, right. I mean, but everyone will tell you you're unpatriotic if you don't pay tax. Right. Well, I tell you, do you read? I don't watch TV. I read, and it's voluntary, and it's going to the International Monetary Fund, like 76% of it, to devaluate your dollar, and that's why your food's going up, and you're getting inflated, and your dollar's going bye-bye. Now, what are you going to do when it costs $1,000 to buy a loaf of bread? You want to keep paying those taxes? You want to put those in your pocket and go start something new? <laughs> they, I mean, they're just wasting it. They're just starting new systems. They're, <laughs> they're making you pay to create your own demise, your sweat equity, and Federal Reserve notes, which is it's a note. It's not even money. It's And I know it, people will give you anything you want with this crazy crap because everyone believes in it, but it is a note. It's a loan. You're actually giving a debt to somebody now you owe me a service or a product because I issued you a debt. So if they ever say one day this stuff's not worth anything because we created it and it's all debt to you, and it's, we're, we're, we want our – if they really want to, if, I mean, this is how bad it is. People don't know this, but if you use cash, buy stuff, Federal Reserve notes, they actually own all this. So just being nice and let you keep it. Right. <laughs> that's how bad it is. But most people don't know that. Everybody like cash, cash, cash. But I I will barter and trade, man. I'll I'll go fix your roof if you cut down my tree. I'll I'll do your website if you know you 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 do something return for me. You know, hey, pay half for the. Uh, server bill and I'll get you a website up and running. I mean, I, I don't mind barring trade. It works out great. There's no Federal Reserve, no trade. It's all selling private, no public, no debt. I mean, I, I don't do it a ton where I can totally live off that way. I'm still playing with the Federal Reserve notes a little myself, but yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm a big fan of them because <laughs> I know what they are. Yep. I, I, I've seen some people just go and take all their coins and wait till 4.30 to the court registry income system, which is a bank, gets ready to close, and it's got to be balanced. Let's dump off all the chains. I don't want it. I don't want to just say it's like, just a mess them up and throw off the balance sheet because they got to be balanced just to screw with them. <laughs> you know? It's funny. She tried to buy a car without any cash, and... They're like, lady, you're kind of nuts. We are not going to give you a free car, but yeah, she keeps trying. And she's playing royal law, boy. I, there's some crafty people out there that knows about this legal system, and they don't pay property taxes. They have guns without void cards. They do a load of yells. They will claim abandoned property if it sits on their property for over six months, and you know, just have it a lot. No one can take it back from them. They won't pay no tax on there ever. There's there's people doing this all over the place, but not. We're, we are in the, I don't know, probably 1% or group. You know, I mean, most people just want to not 
causeways, follow the crowd, use all our sweat equity, both parents work, we throw our kids in daycare, public education system now where they don't learn anything, and one more generation or so, these kids, 100% legalese, common law is gone, be like the French, you know, totally government controlled. But we're not quite there yet, but they're trying. We're good at what they do. It's it's the best system I've ever fought. But I think what you need to do is look and rescind that title, especially since you own it. But since this guy's contacted you already, I like that. Yeah, Talk the investor. Him. Yeah. Here, yeah. I mean, maybe you work out a deal with him. Maybe he has a heart. Maybe he makes so much damn money and he's came up against somebody who knows the law. Oh, I don't know if I want to really get in the liability of this. That might cost me more money than I can make and work out and deal with them, you know. Here I did a research on him, Tom, and here he uh, was facing, I forget how many years in jail, and a million-dollar fine for rigging um, property tax sales. Yep. So he knows what he's doing. Yep. He knows he's in the wrong. So really, you kind of got him by the balls because he's already been caught rigging these things. No, he was caught years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a record, a chain of custody that he does it. I don't look good if if it goes to court, and he knows that. You're, you're calling him out, and you're going to hold him liable. A lot of times, when you hold a man liable, they start to back down. They start to negotiate real quick. Or jump up out of courtrooms and run out of there like they do to me. Or die. Me, I don't like to use it. You know, the word me sucks. <clears throat> but, yeah, you you got that. You, you hold them liable. You hold them accountable and say, look, we can do this in private. What do we have to do to fix this problem? We don't need no courts. I, I always like to do so, so in private. Courts are mean. Judges are good. If you make a few mistakes, you're in trouble real quick, real fast. Yep. I I mean, I've been in the courtroom several times. I've fought, man. I've had the judges say the craziest stuff to me. I'll, I'll just say one thing: I require discharge. I've had a judge look straight at me and say, "I don't know what you just said. I don't even know what that means. You don't know how to prepare for that one, now, do you?" I had to sit back in my chair and. Thank goodness I read the whole Black Law Dictionary, and I was like, huh, requires not a Black Law Dictionary. Discharges that, so he's saying he doesn't understand the word require. So I just said, how about I put, how about I write this on paper, put it on the court of records, so every man and woman at this courtroom understands. And I use the word understands on purpose to hold every man and woman in that courtroom. The judge looks straight at me, goes, okay. I walk straight out. No only pro say to you. Because they're mean. They will mm-hmm. say crap that you're not prepared for. There's no way you can prepare for it. They're good with words. Yeah. And they'll say the weirdest crap to you, and you'll be like, how is this possible? This is nuts. But they actually are right. Unless you're well-versed on all this stuff, you would not know that that's what he meant. That word requires what he was Test an eye on. They'll test you on every word. I sat there last time I went to court. I argued every word with the judge. She goes, 
basically, she's like, uh, she tried to enter a plea on my behalf. I said, whoa, I entered no plea, man. You got to rescind that now. Do you wish to be my attorney? And, you know, she, okay, so she rescinded that real quick because I called her out. But then by the end, she's like, I said, man, I am not wishing to be an attorney for a day. I'm not pro safe Q. I'm a man. She goes, what's your name? I said, what's your name? She's like, well, are you this name? You know, I asked me what my legal birth, legal birth certificate name was. I said, ma'am, who created that entity? Is that a birth certificate? Who created it? Am I liable for that? Did you create that entity? Whose entity is that? And she was just getting so bad. She goes, well, if you're not that man or that legal name, I can't hear you. You're not allowed in this court. I was testing whether the birth certificate worked. See, Mike, I, I listened to him, and I liked what he said, but Mike's never been in the courtroom to test this stuff. Right. I, the birth certificate does matter. But he's also right about the contracts. They, what they're doing is being on chain of custody. They both matter. They they want to join you, that birth certificate. If it don't exist, they can't have any court. I've had a judge tell me straight in my face. And other guys have done it. If you rescind your birth certificate, which no one's done, because then you can't get a job anywhere, basically, especially rescinding Social Security, too. If you ever use it again, they will get you for fraud against the government. You can never use it again. you got to decide to govern yourself and never use that benefit again. But... Mike's right a lot about the chain of custody of the contracts. He's got a very valid point, but don't just jump away from birth. It's all based on every law and weird stuff like that. And I have to ask them. I mean, I, I just so mad me. I'm tired of playing games with you. She's like, well, you want to be pro se Q? I said, I'm a man. She's like, uh, you going to represent? Yourself, I said, I will never represent and present myself other than myself. I present I at this court, ma'am. And she's like, on your behalf? And I'm like, a whole, ma'am, I do not wish to be half thyself and join I to any legal fiction, act as a person, any matter whatsoever. I'm a man. You have no jurisdiction over I, and you guys got the burden of proof to get jurisdiction over I. Because once I bring up jurisdiction, the burden proofs on them. I know the rules. I mean, I studied the courtroom procedures a lot. And I will go in there and I will speak my mouth. I, I admit, though, I agree with Carl. People ain't well-educated on it and don't know what they're doing. That judge will tear you apart. You better just have it on paperwork. Yeah, stay on my paper. I don't know what makes me do it, but... I'm a fighter. I, I don't know. I get a little pissed. I tried to not get held in contempt of court, though. And I've never have been held in contempt of court. And I've won seven times now, and I spoke every time. But I, I admit, as I went along and proceeded, a lot more paperwork now. A lot, a lot of times, I, I won't even go. I just don't feel like going that day. I don't want, feel like wasting my time. I'll back something in and, you know, just require that I, I'm not ready to proceed. I'm not ready to proceed at this time. I need 45 days. She is in, and they can't do much. They they can't proceed unless you're ready to proceed. And, I, you know, I'm, I'll tell them just to seek competent counsel. 
it works. I they I they don't come after me or nothing like that. <clears throat> but anyhow, kind of getting a long way around a lot of things I've done. But you don't. What I'm trying to say is, you're better off solo in private than get yourself in a courtroom. Because if you get in a courtroom, you can make mistakes. People get anxiety. They got money. If you don't know how to shut down his lawyer, <laughs> his lawyer's going to really put a hammer on you. You got to wipe out his lawyer if you ever do get in a courtroom. You want to go man on the man on the guy that's uneducated and take it out of the legalese world and do the law world. Or get the hell out of there if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Because they will, they will harm you. Yes, they will. From your lack of knowledge. And I'm not joking. They will harm you bad. But yeah, if you're in contact with him and you know about his uh, past, you know, say, look, man, I don't know what's going on here, but I own this house and I don't know what the property taxes are, but you want me to rent it out. And, and you're saying there's a judgment. I'd find out about summary judgment. Because summary judgment is basically unenforceable. You never consented to it. I mean, people are trying to administrate your property without your consent. And they can't do that. They're all liable, and that's kind of why you got that fraud from in the past. Well, that's what, they got, that's what they got on my home, was a summary judgment. Yeah, and those are enforceable. I figured well, they it was, since it. you weren't... Well, they're trying to enforce it, but they're kind of unenforceable. I mean, you're going to have to put pressure on this guy and say, look, it's summary judgment. I, I consented to no man or, you know any of this, and I don't know what makes you think you have the right to administrate my property. The judge, if you ever made summary judgment, you might want someone notice to him, and you might want to talk to that guy in private and say, look, I understand you put a few bucks. You know, I'm I'm not going to rent out my own property from you, but you might want to make an offer or a precedent, like, hey, I'll pay you whatever you can afford, you know, like a low amount, 25 bucks or whatever a month, I'll pay off the proper taxi, I'll pay it every month. And you do, you know, something, if he, if he doesn't take the press on it, he's actually being in dishonor now. Because you're offering the cops say, I mean, and he refused it all. He could come back with a counter offer and say, look, I, uh, you know, I won't take 25 bucks. I want 100 bucks a month. But he needs a counter-offer. He's in dishonor. He's not. He he refused your precedent. And that's a no-no. Because you got to take whatever you can get. You, you can counter-offer, ask for more, say, I accept this at this time, but I require more. Or it's actually a false claim. They'll dismiss that judgment at the court. It, you know, anybody sends somebody and you accept less than one penny of what you require you know what what you said was oh you you lied you made a false claim and they'll dismiss it if it's one penny off so i mean there's a lot of ways to start building chain and, and this is what i do and this is what a lot of times i went i'll start with the cops and the cop pulls me over i'm on his ass i mean i'm asking questions i'm required by law to show an id you know yeah, it'll be like, well, what's your first name? What's the first name? 
Is that an indie? Is that joining the ideal league of fiction? Is that a birth certificate? Who created that indie? Am I liable for that? Indie? I mean, I'll just start. And he just, they just like, what the hell? You know, they don't even know what to do with me. And but I'm nice about him. Be like, well, how long you been a cop? You know, you you ex military. I, you know, I was in the military. I'll build a little report with him when I'm going. I don't be a total asshole, you know. And, Threaten them or no crazy crap like that. You know, be kind to them. How you doing today, officer? You having a good day? You know, I mean, the first thing I say to him, he's like asking me for whatever. I don't care what he's asked for. Driver's license, state property, that's not my property, you know. I mean, have it. I don't care. Take it. Don't need it. But. Yeah, you, you got it. And what you're doing is building a chain of custody where I'm never joined the legal fiction. I'm never going to consent. Does that make any sense that you got to do yeah. this from the get You don't Just like Mike's saying, Mike's 100% right. Quit signing shit. Right. You're building a chain of custody. You wish to be that legal fiction. Quit signing shit. And be forced in it to get out of jail, so at least bracket it out, modify it, put a line through the freaking defendant's signature, sign it up top left, act like you're drunk. I mean, if you're going to act, act stupid. Act like an idiot to legalese, because you really don't know legalese, and that's how they keep our Sign up top to the left, and they won't know what to do, because you're not liable for anything that's below. I mean, this is just a paperwork game. It really is a contract paperwork word game. Yep. And they hold you yeah. liable when you put a signature on it. I, I That's what I really liked about Mike's whole thing. I actually listened to it. I don't agree with the word require. Ask is actually demand with authority. He, he kept leaving out that word demand. Require sounds nicer than demand, but ask is demand with authority. Require is demand with authority. I used the word require, and I whooped the judge's asses with it. And I said, I require discharge. And it worked. And I mean, he tried to test me on the word, but yeah, it worked. I've already used this word in court. It's not a black law dictionary. And that's why he threw that crazy crap at me. Because I wasn't going to request crap. I wasn't going to. And I don't care what the Latin etymology says, but that's what it says. Ask his demand with authority, just like require. But what happens is all the words that you find in the Black Law Dictionary, that's why I read it, is because if you look at the front of the Black Law Dictionary, it's phrases and terms. They've turned this into saying words anymore. It's legalese phrase and terms. I don't want to unlock myself to that legalese, so I Stay totally out of that. I will not do contentions. I will not do motions. I don't care what they say. I, I will still use the leave of court. Or you can say, I require, you know, I am not, when you don't even require yourself, I am not ready to proceed at this time. Huh? Give I 45 days to seek competent counsel there. I didn't use the word require. I mean, that's easy. Or you say, I require 45 days to give me competent counsel. Does this still work? You're getting right, I demand 45 days to seek competent counsel. I'm not ready to proceed at this time. You've got to give me time to proceed. And it pretty much knocks, knocks you out of the courtroom. But I mean, 
me and Mike's buddies, and I've talked to him a long time, and he'll argue with the silliest little words. That, and I've used all of them in the courtroom. Require is actually very effective and real time, not just etymology theory. It, it start, I've used it to rescind contracts. Requires is a good word. I, I I don't know why he's got a problem with that word, to be honest. It's, it's not request. Request is actually a legally phrased term in the Black Law Dictionary. Right. Required doesn't exist. So, I mean, he's right. He, I think he just reads a lot of Latin etymology, and, he, and he's really into that, and he's good at that. But he hasn't done Black Law Dictionary, where's it in a courtroom setting of now you got a judge in front of you, 30 years of experience with. He's been studying this crap forever, <laughs> you know, and he's good at it. He's got 98% conviction rate. So sometimes, you know, theory is great, and that's all studying this ethnology, but, you know, I bet you've tried a lot of stuff that you've heard, and you're still losing, and you're saying stuff's not going well. They're mean at that courtroom. They're downright ruthless. They will destroy you. I, I, I say get in contact. Try to sell them private. I would look at rescinding the title. Look into you know public things. Anyone got a valid claim against this property? You know, and, and it'd be a false claim. I say they do. They can, you know, say that I own the title. The guy probably won't see it. No one reads the newspaper, anyways. But believe it or not, that. That's all you got to do. You got to notify. You know, verify that you have a valid claim against this property and that you can force I against I will to pave rent on this property with a title. Are you kidding me? Real estate? No, 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 no. I own this property. I own no mortgage on it. But it's a game. They're, they're sucking up everybody's houses this way. But you well, might yeah. not. The IRS, yeah. you got a problem with, it sounds like. Yeah, they will never give me the name. They're not going to let you sell that property, are you? Pardon? They're not going to let you sell that property, are they? Uh, $150,000 lien? As it stands now, it's around $150,000 lien. And yeah, then the, the guy, the investor, bought the house. It was a six thousand dollar tax. Now he wants forty thousand. The house is probably only worth a hundred and eighty. He wants you to pay him forty thousand. He paid six. Yep. Because they get eighteen. They um, they get eighteen percent here. How long has this been done for? I guess two years now. I don't add forty. Eighteen percent. 18% on 6 doesn't make it 40. Um, Where did you get 40 from? I think at first it was 35. Now it jumped up to 40. But, I mean, 18% of 6,000 is not 40,000. Yeah, here's the cost. It was back in 2010. Well, 6,000, 18% takes it to 7,080. And then I can do another 18% on that. You know, after it already grew. That's 83.54. What is he getting 40 grand? 
Okay, here's the here's the sell call, six thousand nine hundred and forty seven dollars and eighty cents back in two thousand ten. Also that's six years ago. Right. I've done good, you ain't got evicted in six years. <laughs> well, that's one way to well, most people it. get foreclosed on and get thrown out waiting for that. Right. But um I was telling what do you pay total? Sixty nine hundred? Yeah. I'll per I mean, try to sell it on private and you shouldn't ever got yourself in this position, but the whole time you need to send that title and make it where it's blood and no. And a summary judgment's actually kind of forceful. You actually need to you know, what right you have administrative property, you know, and you need to kinda of hit the judge on summary judgment of what right do you have to administrate my property? And, you know, if, if the title goes away, where they ain't got no paperwork to join it to, now you're trying to do, what, rabbi of my property? I'm not a title no more. It's property. But you, you got to get past that. Even though you have the title, even though you don't get rescinded, you know, you got to push them with, it's all property. They have no right to administrate your property. They're doing it all through contracts. Start rescinding contracts. Anything you sign. That's where Mike's coming in. Well, even with property tax, with the township, you don't. I don't believe you signed anything. They just right away, as soon as you buy your house, they, their lawyer right away takes the um, deed and records it. And there's mm-hmm. certain things on that deed that get you into the tax roll. Yeah, yeah, on the title. It's all based on the title, just like a car. That's how they can tow a car. That's how they can. Do property taxes is all title. That's why you don't want to change it. Lodeo title, it's a lodeo. You got to get rid of the title. And I know it makes it hard to sell. If anybody knows anything what they're doing, man, they can go buy their own open title. It just keeps you out of the property tax world. I mean, law is a lodeo, and it's, you you took away their paperwork that they can play with to lay hands on your property. That that's the trick. Yep, that sure is. So you got to rescind your title, and I'm I'm sure you got a title there. Are you calling title a deed? What are you calling title? Well, there's there's a title. I mean, there's a title on everything. There's paperwork like cars, houses. I mean, you you might be calling it a deed, but it's basically a title. There's a piece of paperwork saying. That's real estate. That's not your property. This is real estate, and, and this is, uh, you know, got to pay property tax on paperwork alone. you got to rescind that paperwork. Whatever you signed, you know, that's what's holding you, joining you to it. You know, just, you got to rescind it. I mean, I rescind it. Matter of fact, you ever want to wear a courtroom? Yeah. It, most times, state just pick it up. But it, say you were in a battle with a private person. Say you got in a fight, domestic violence, whatever the hell he's involved in. They get a move a claim or a complaint at the court without a competent witness. Now, will they do it? Oh, yeah. If you don't know, you're to call them out on it. So the first thing you got to do is sell them private with a competent witness, get them out of the picture, rescind any statements they ever made, boom. <laughs> 
Now it's you against the state, which the state doesn't exist, and it's legalese, and they got a competent witness. It's a U.S. Supreme Court ruling. You have to, you have, to have a bailiff, a judge, a, a attorney, a competent witness, and a defendant. And without those five criteria, you cannot move a claim or complaint at the court because you wipe out the competent witness. They'll try to make a damn cop be a competent witness, but he's not. they got attorneys on retainment, so they're actually infants of unsound mind. And everybody in that courtroom is infant unsound mind, except for the man that walks in there without anything. He's the self. I present I at this court. Who wishes to be held liable for wasting my time is basically where I'm at now. I mean, that's, I don't say that exactly that way, but they they know that's what I'm saying. Right. I, I mean, I'll say I present I at the court. Who, who's got a verbal claim against that? Any man have a verbal claim? Uh, who's going to compensate I after this false claim, this false complaint? Who has jurisdiction over right? I'll start asking questions. They hate it. They can't stand it. You guys ask me a question, I never answer it. I ask a question right back. Right. I never answer crap. I never make a statement. I'll sit there and ask questions. And and just to make her feel good, I'll be like, Your Honor, abundance of caution causes no harm. That's a maximum loss on this field of this court. I wish to know who's liable against I. I have lots of questions, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, there you go. And She can't say shit. I'll sit there and ask questions for the next two hours. And I'll do it in their legalese to hold them liable. I even ask, I said, who's this Kim Koshner? Who's this uh, so-and-so? I read the transcript from the last court proceeding. And right here it says, I represent, I, I'd like to correct that error back to the original So that's maximum law and a mistake's not consent. I did not say I represent anything. I said, I present. Who changed the transcript? Who is liable? Right, right, right. They do that a lot. Do we have barity going on here today? You know, that's a question. And, man, they started freaking. They started, judges started looking at them and started looking at them. I said, I'm going to correct this whole transcript right here. I present at the court. I do not represent anything. I represent. I do not believe that I did no wrong. And if there's a man who's got a verbal claim against I, come forward now for a world's peace. I wish to compensate that man and remedy this now. I've tried to sell it on private. If there's a man who has a verbal claim, can't show up today, he summons him here and I'll be back. Otherwise, I require discharge. And that's about all I do now. Do you ask for just and co- fair just and compensation? I actually just get out of there, I get my bonds back, and and what I do is after the fact, I walk in the sheriff's office and say, man, you had another man trespassing against me. Didn't we talk about this before? Didn't we have an order? Well, under the statute, I don't care about your statute. Well, under ILCS, I don't care about codes. You don't have a law or bill for tickets to even allow a man on my property. That's my property. That man trespassed. Well, you go trespass. Now I'm going to put you, the mayor, on notice. I require a million dollars 
don't know where you're going to get the money. I don't care. But I'm going to lien all your property. You, the man, Ernie Myers, I know it's for a million dollars because you're in charge of all these people, the sheriff and all the agents. I already got the sheriff on it. And one guy's on my property started quoting state of cheese and I should file a complaint. And I said, I don't file complaints. I won't file a claim against you for trespass. You don't get off my property right now. Come on, Brock. You know better. I walked that policeman right off my property. And he's like, TJ knows this shit. Hell, some people, like, one guy wanted me to bottom out of jail. He's my friend. And he's like, hey, Brock, can you do me a favor? Go to TJ's house and, and ask him, you know, if he can help bond me out. We're, we're friends. He goes, are you crazy? He goes, I ain't walking on DJ's property. He won't even answer his door. He goes, and and then my buddy's like, oh, yeah, you're right. He won't will <laughs> I won't even let him in. I won't let him in. I won't even talk to him. I'll never open the door to a cop. I bet if they start pissing me off, I'll, I'll have somebody lock the door behind me. I'll go out and I'll run them off my property. I just won't never let them in my house. They, no, you, not today, not ever. But I will go out and extend my invitation that I won't fall claim against you if you get the hell off my property. I piss them off. They pretty much leave me alone now. Yeah, I've, I've done a lot of this stuff. And I, I'm nice to them. I actually talk to them. I'm like, how long you been a cop? You know, how long you been doing this? You like it? And, duh, duh. They, and actually, they respect I. They don't know what to do with me, but I'm nice and cordial. They know I don't harm another man. They're always after someone else. Probably me protecting another man is dumb, but they, they, they're like, you know, TJ, you've never done anything wrong. We've never been called for you, for you doing wrong one time in our life. It's always we're looking for someone else or someone's got a warrant or da-da-da. I said, I know. I don't do no wrong. I don't harm another man. And I know all your legalese. I said, so don't harm I. You know, I I know you're doing a job. Support your family. You, you're 26. I was in the military. I was full too. You know, I, I get it. But if you have any questions and, you know, they want to blacklist you or, or you know, you, you need some help someday, you know, come call me. You know, I'll probably help you with contracts and stuff. But, and I know it's tough. You, you you get blacklisted. If you don't meet your quotas, you're going to be fired. You won't, your job will be gone. You won't be hired back. You'll be totally out of that industry. I understand the pressure and the contracts you're in. And they they order you to do it. And if you don't do it, they're going to fire you. I, I get it. Been there, done that. So, I mean, I don't beat them up or act mean to them or anything like that. I actually sympathize. And hell, half the cops is look at me and they'd be like, you know, you're right. You're, you know, I know what you're talking about. And I had one cop break down and goes, man, I just like to hunt. I was like, go deer hunting, da da He's like, but you know, they charge all the license fees and regulations. Ain't that wild? Go out to hunt. You got to get a license and pay the fee and they keep going up. And they can't hunt for food. You're required to go to store and buy your crap and pay taxes on now. Ain't that nice? He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I don't understand. He goes, all I want to really do is be a local cop and protect the community. He goes, I really don't want to chase people down the street. He goes, but you know what? He said, about 90% of all my calls now 
or neighbors calling cops on other neighbors because they can yep. settle crap in private. Yep. This is what's going on. Neighbors are turning on neighbors and are helping their fellow neighbor, calling cops, and that's what's getting everyone in trouble. It, it, it's got that ridiculous. Yep. Running this, hey, be a good fellow neighbor. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. You need my help, I'll help you. You need my help, I'll help you. Good. Everything's good. There's no reason to ever call a cop. Cops go away. There's no quota. There's no money. There's they. My town's retarded. I got 13 cops now in my town. There's 1,500 people live here because all these people will get down on their knees, bow down to these people, call cops constantly to settle the dumbest private disputes that could be settled if anyone had a brain. I mean, it, it, it's really bad. I, I feel like I'm just like a lone wolf in this town. <laughs> but yeah, they pretty much leave me alone now because I'm like, look, there's 99 people right behind me. They have no idea what they're doing. I could even help them. I can even write their paperwork. They won't study for one day. You're going to get them anyway, so who cares? You know, just leave me alone. I'll leave you guys alone. But I, I, I still keep trying to help them. I still keep trying to educate these guys. I wrote paperwork, got people out of courtrooms. Hey, thank goodness for other states, towns that ain't mine, helping people get out of real jail sentences and helping people in England. And That's ridiculous. I feel like, heck, matter of fact, there is a warrant in my house. These idiots that go jump in bathtubs, jump in, jump in my bathroom, go jumping in my bedrooms. I'll be the only man standing there. I'll be like, this is ridiculous, man. If I need backup, yeah, I'm all by myself. So I'll be, I'll tell my one buddy, one I trust the most, lock the door. Let me go take care of this. Don't open the door to anybody except for I. I'll see you in a bit. I'll go out there and I'll take care of them. I'll run. I'll get rid of them. And they've never got one person out of my house. They've tried. At least eight times, but they don't even come on property no more. They won't even walk across the sidewalk no more, right? But it takes a lot of noticing. You got to do chain of custody. It's work. It's work to be free. This is not, oh, I just go to a courtroom and, you know, get get this dismissed and this goes away. No, if you want to be free, you, you got to work at it. You got to build chain of custody. You got to put people on notice. You got to, you know, fight. You gotta fight for your property and, and never back down, never consent. And I agree with Mike. Quit signing shit. That, that's the most powerful thing he said. Quit signing shit. Do you know what you're signing? I mean, just don't sign it. Unless it, you, just don't sign it. <laughs> so your matters in private. I agree with him a hundred percent because you're into a bunch of signatures. You got to dig yourself out of and it's a bitch. Suppose you have to sign it and you put N.A. in front of it. Well, I mean, you you signed it with a signature. I mean, you could have done some tricks on it where it was never really a signature. But, I mean, you're, you're into a couple contracts. Actually, once you make that first payment on that first mortgage, you're in a compound interest agreement now that you didn't even really know about. But you got your house paid for, so you really don't got a problem there. You just got to sell them private. 
But this dude has already been caught a fraud on property taxes. How can we resolve it? You're not, I'm not your sucker. There's 99 other suckers that you're buying property from to mess with. I'm going to hold you liable. You've already proved that you've done fraud. You're wanting 40000 I'm not going to pay you 40000 you got 6900 in it. I'll for this much a month. I'm not going to rent this house from you. And you're going to have to put notice to the judge, that summary judgment, what right do you administrate my property? No, and I wasn't there. I can sit nothing. And if you rescind the title during that process, you send in that rescinded title. You have nothing. You have no paperwork to even adjoin it to or attach it to. They can't attach it, though, man. It's got to be a piece of paperwork. You, you going to jump in that court of record? No. It's got to be some paperwork that adjoined to with your signatures to try to hold the man liable for it. And that's what they're doing to you. You got to destroy the paperwork to join you to it. And you want to settle in private. I mean, even the Bible tells you, try to settle 470 times before you go in the courtroom because you can get your ass beat. Keep going to the courtroom, Matthew 5 25, you lose every penny you got. Stop it. Don't act as a person. It says it all through the royal law. Believe it or not, if people don't believe in that stuff, when you start using royal law against these people, man, they back down real quick. They're scared of it. I, I, and I can't explain why. There really is a rule that the created only has to answer the creator. And that's the maximum laws in the spiritual court. And I use that one too. I use it as a lawyer to fire. When I first started getting real frisky. Yeah, that's the maximum law. Created only has to answer to his creator. It's your mom and dad. Wow, there's the Ten Commandments. Honor thy mother and father. I mean, we not might have the right word. You got the New England version, which is the UN Bible. It promotes human rights and excuse a lot of stuff. And you got King James version, which is the Freemason Bible. I like the Geneva Bible and the Hebrew Bible, but you know. They just keep manipulating words, and just like Confucius said, 500 B.C., if they ever change the meaning of our words, all man will be enslaved. And that's what's happening. Yep. People don't understand, like a knife. Jose 4-6, like a knife. My people will be destroyed from a lack of knowledge. You, you just got a home model. They're used to just running over people. And if you get in their way and they feel like you're going to become a problem, they start negotiating real quick because they know they're doing fraud. The guy's already been caught. You know what I mean? You, you got to stand up. I mean, I know you're trying hard, but you got to hold the man liable and know that he, you're not joking around. You go straight to his office. I mean, it's nice. What he's doing is he's trying to get you to rent and enter into another agreement. And now you did another signature and kind of enforce that that property is now his through the summary judgment. That don't sound real healthy to me. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I offer precedent back. Did you pay a little bit of property tax? Yeah, he uh, did. You gave a precedent and said, look, you had no right to shape my property or anything. The judge is going to put on notice and this summary judgment. And no one had the right to administrate my property. And this title is going to be rescinded. And I see that you've done the constructive fraud in this 
title stuff before and and stole and robbed from the fellow man, I feel that you're going to harm I. I feel that you're going to cause I harm. This is no benefit to I. I. I think you're liable. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I feel bad that you had to pay taxes and, you know, I'd like to give you $25 a month and, and he'll pay that off for you. But you, you had no right to do anything. You know, I mean, you offer precedence and proper and private and if you don't accept it, get in dishonor. You're built, now you're building a chain of custody of him if it ever does go to court. He's in dishonor and he never tried to sell it in private. So now he's making basically a false claim because you were trying to sell him private the whole time. He took you to court and he didn't accept crap or never countered offer. Now he's actually proven he's in dishonor and he wishes to harm you by taking you to court. Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, way, that's the way it works. That's, that's what the lawyer did. I tried to uh, get her to verify and a copy of the certified check and some other information I was asking, and she right away just took it to court. Yeah. Well, did you offer a precedent? Did you offer a precedent? You see, you got to start offering precedent. A precedent is just a contract. It's a verbal contract. But a precedent is law rather than legalese. It's called a precedent. Like, I wish to remedy you. I wish to sell this matter in private. I wish to give you $25 every month until I pay back every penny that you may have spent in a fake legal contract where you believe you had the right to administrate my property. Now that I've looked it up, you've actually defrauded people of their property and with malicious intent for financial gain and to harm I financially. You know, and I've put the... I'm putting the judge on notice that you wish to financially harm I, and you got a record, and and the judge had no right to administrate my property. I'm going to rescind the title. I mean, put it right out there exactly what you're going to do. Don't. And when they when they start hearing what you're doing and how you're doing it, the judge is not going to want to be part of it anymore. He's going to be like, I got 99 other properties. And, not one person is going to say a word. They're going to start signing rent agreements. You've got to make it where it's going to cost some money or scare him. It's kind of like raising a kid, to be honest. You scare your kid. You don't harm him. You don't beat the hell out of him. I mean, my dad used to beat the hell out of me. But you want to really make a kid mine, you scare him. Bad. Where he never wishes to do that again. you you got to scare this guy. You, you don't threaten them. You just do it under law, proper paperwork. He knows you know what the hell you're talking about. He's like, whoa, who the hell is this? I feel like I'm up against a lawyer, which you're not a lawyer, but you, you take him out of the jurisdiction of legalese, you're going to be liable in law, and he's not going to get by with stealing your property through any more constructive fraud, manipulating legal legalese, and this is how these people are getting rich. And he's already been caught doing it. He knows what he's doing. And here's the great part: since he knows what he's doing, he knows he's doing the wrong. When you're able to hold him liable, you should be able to back him down something. You got to do it nice, not not well. You got to do it kindly. You, 
You gotta be kind to the man. You cannot be an asshole because you'll piss them off and they want to fight. You gotta be honest that you want to sell some private. You just want left alone. You know, I, I wish to you know keep my property. You know, you know what I'm saying. You can't be dicks to people. They 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 react real bad to that. You right. can't be cussing out a cop. Like right. I said, even when I talk cop, hey, I want you in a cop. You like, you know, they'll be talking to me. You know, I'll just start building rapport a little. You know, I was in the military. I followed orders seven years. I, I understand. I I did understand. I stood below those same military conduct that they're doing. I understand. There's a lot of pressure on them. And if they don't follow orders, they get in trouble. I mean, they'll get reprimanded. They'll, they'll, you can even get a strike taken and lose a pay grade. You can get blacklisted and lose your career. And at 26, that's all you know. And you got to support a family. you got two kids. They're just trying to do their job. They don't even know what they're doing is wrong. That's just what they were taught. And it's getting worse. I mean, as they teach these kids coming up through school now in the military, it's getting worse. They're teaching all orders, all legalese. You know, we're sovereign citizens. We're not sovereign citizens. I don't know what the hell that is. But they're putting it in their mouth. See, I, read, see, I was in the military. And I read the comment. Hey, they're, they're training us, calling us sovereign citizens. First of all, I'm not a citizen. I'm not in District Columbia. I'm just a man. You want to claim that I'm a citizen? That's fine. I don't care. But I'm not. And I, I'm not going to sign off that I am. You know, but anything you sign, including that social security card, all that stuff, you're kind of building a chain of custody. That, yeah, I'm kind of saying that I am a citizen. Yeah, it's tough. It, it's tough to... What Carl Lentz does is amazing because he'll play with all these tools. Most people can't handle it. They can't handle the stress. But he's so good at it, he can utilize all these tools in the corporate world and still stay out of the legalese world and iron your locator into him and, and hold them all liable. And that's what he does. But most people can't handle it. Might as well just resend their birth certificate, their social security card, move out you know, and get out of property tax, income tax, if you own everything, and just retire and just get away from it all. Because it's getting bad. I mean, but it's up to you. you got to decide what you want to do. Well, I know. I, 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 I mean, I admit, I don't play with a lot of legalese anymore. I mean, I'm, I've been pulling out of it. I'll be the first one to say, no drinking and driving. Don't get in the car and drink and drive. Don't be carrying anything that, you know, if you get pulled over to legalese world and you get put in a jail cell, you got to get out of it. Because you know what? You guys are all going to lose. I've been through it. And I'm not even willing to do it because they're going to waste my time for at least a day. And I won't waste my time. I mean, and you guys probably going to get out. You're probably going to have the bond to get out. And you're going to get fined. And you're going to get charged. And you're going to pay probation. And you're going to get drug tested. And you're going to hate your freaking life. So why put anything in public and test the legal system when you know the cop's dumb? You know he's going to do anything he can to do it. You know he's going to break the Fourth Amendment. You know <laughs> he's going to just do anything he can to get as many charges as me as quotas. It's his job. So why would you do it? 
basically all these dumb idiots go start drinking beer and driving around and open beer and they're it's like, are you retarded? What's wrong with you people? Yeah, I go somewhere. I go to the fair or something. All right, park the car, get a hotel room, take a taxi out there. Taxi cab back. Cost me 20 bucks. It cost me 20 bucks to park and walk, you know, half a mile to the damn Springfield Fair anyway. Same price. And I stay out of legally the road. And I, I'm good at this. But I still stay out of I don't want to waste my time with these people no more. Because they will waste your time. And believe it or not, people don't know what they're doing. Continues, 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 continues. They wear them down where they're sick of going to court and they give up and do whatever plea they, they do to them. They will run, they will sweat equity you to death. I get out about two times. I work at it. I, I don't want my time wasted. But that's a lot of it. That's the trick. They will just wear you down. Give you so much crap you got to do. You just give up. People just give up. That's part of their trick. They scare the hell out of you and make you give up. Kind of like a kid. They break you. So you got to break them back. And say, look, I ain't, ain't going to consent. I don't care what you do. You might as well pull out a gun and put a bullet in my brain in this courtroom right now. I ain't pleading. I ain't consenting. <laughs> and that's what I do, and it freaks them out. But, yeah, you got to be pretty brave to play that game in that courtroom. But you, I, if I do get, find out what where the title's at, there's a, there's a title on your house. I mean, you got to have, and you're calling a deed. It, it could be called a deed, and it's a title on the car, but it's the same crap. It's paperwork that joins you to that legal fiction you signed. It. And you probably got a big-ass contract that was prepared for 30 days by, well, Sounds like you're on your house longer, but now they prepare this crap for 30 days. It's freaking the longest piece of crap you've ever seen in your life. More you buy a house. I'd rather just go shake a man's hand, hand him money, contract for deed, must be done with this. And not even, you know, put it on a yeah, on the quarter record. This is just in private. And you know what? No one gets taxed on. Even because even where you got a profit and you made fifty grand over what the value of the house was, he's got to pay taxes. He's either got to hide that money or pay taxes. If this is all done in private, it's never done for the quarter. Both parties win, and really, there's nothing anyone can do about it. You did it in private. You didn't do it in the public. They can only tax you and do stuff in public or sign stuff. I, I mean, I'm really glad that you did that thing. Mike Mike was hammering that. Quit signing shit. You guys don't know what you're doing. They're going to join you to shit. You got to dig yourself out of a freaking rabbit hole. That's what I liked about his whole thing. Some of the words I disagree with him on, but that's all right. You... uh you learn from others and, and you study with others. You find out what works. And and here's what I say. Take what's best from everybody you learn. Combine it to make it your own. Create your own. And that usually works the best. Don't just try to videotape and record exactly what anyone else has done. You make it your own. Because every man and woman is different. We all got our, our 
strengths and our weaknesses. And you got to, you know, make make it work how it works best for you. I mean, some people are better at paper. Some people better speak. Some people are better at reading and they can modify these contracts. You might, you know, you got a husband. Hey, what are you good at? Here, I need your help. <laughs> you know, go through these financials, you know. Or, or you call and you do the talking while I write the paperwork. I mean, people are, some people are better at things than others. Some people are scared to get on the phone. Some people are scared to go in and talk and buy something. You know, they're scared. Or in lot, Almost everyone's scared to walk in a courtroom. So that's the last place you want to be. I don't know, am I helping Cheyenne or am I just like shooting the shit now? Hello? I'm sorry, I had you on mute. Oh, well, I mean, am am I helping you out? Yes. A lot of this is confidence, believe it or not. Most of the people that I get to get in this is confidence And, and, and not giving up and I mean, a lot of that, you got to get past that anxiety. And, and I don't know, you get, you got a husband? A boyfriend. Boyfriend? Is, is he in this property? Is he invested interest in this? Yes. Okay, so he should help. What's he good at? Is he better on the phone or writing? No, he listens to some of the calls, but he's basically always working. Just trying to what's, catch up. What's he do? Carpentry. Carpenter, so he's a carpenter. Yep. All right, this guy buys out some of properties. Hey, you know those other five, ten suckers that you just got for property? Hey, this probably needs some stuff fixed up before you sell it. Hey, why don't I go work and and help you out and build a relationship? Here I go now, work around all these other suckers, fix their shit up. Here, you got more money. I mean, he might have a full-time job, I don't know, but... There's there's ways to negotiate with him. He's doing carpentry, and this guy happens to buy houses. I mean, they got probably some stuff in common, you know. Oh yeah, he did offer, offer him offer he, some compensation. He did offer him some jobs, but we wouldn't fill out the. They wanted him to be licensed, and we said no. So as soon as we said no, um, that the deal was off. Why did? I mean, you don't have to say no. No is a negative word, but. Why do you say, why do I need a license? I just wish to help you. I'm going to fix your stuff for you. You know, give me a day, do the work. Maybe you like what you see, I'll do more. Pay me. You know, do you really want to pay SSI? I mean, see, this guy's a total legalese freak. Maybe you're done with a legalese guy, you know that. Right. He want licenses for everything, and you guys want to do stuff under law. He wants to do everything under legalese. Yep. You guys are operating on two different planes. Somebody's got to get to them there. Look, law supersedes legalese, and we can work something out. I don't want to harm you. I don't want to hold you liable. I know you got in trouble for this before. You know, you're making tons of money. You know, there's only so much greed in the world. I mean, you got to kind of talk to him like a man, you know. And, I mean, that's what I'd do. Right. And, and, and you counter offer, you negotiate. I want to sell this in private. 
And if it ever does go to court, hey, keep the records. Every time you try to sound proud, right down that, you've been doing this, you're an honor. Every precedent you offer, he's denied it, he's in dishonor. He kind of, you're kind of going to have him right off the bat. So it goes to court, it's a false claim. Because he's not counter offered any precedent at all. He, he wants to keep signing legalese. Hey, I'm playing law. You want to keep denying all law and, and me offering you a precedent and uh, compensate you, you know, where basically you're trying to hire me legalese anyways. Once it goes to court, he's going to have a real problem. You want to build a chain of custody in advance, you're setting them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like right. I'll set up a cop. Right. He'll come to me and say obstruction identification. What's that identification? I require by law to give you an identification. I get, I'll get in there, and once I get in there, I won't say a word. Once they start to process me without my wallet, I won't give them no ID <laughs> at all, ever. And they'll pull out my ID. I'll be like, when does that expire? When does that ID that you refer to expire? expire? I expired last month. I said, so it's invalid, right? Like, yeah, was all the information still on it correct? I said, it's invalid, right? What's it matter what information on it? It's invalid, it's invalid. If a, if a person goes to the liquor store and his license expires and he buys liquor with an expired license and invalid, won't you arrest them and actually find the business for, you know, no valid ID? You can't prove what his real age was and not even valid ID? Like, uh, yeah. I'm like, so why are you telling me that I obstructed identification? I said, I told you I had no... I, I said, I was asking if the law required it. I didn't say anything. And the sheriff came in and goes, the man's right. Because they videotape all this stuff once you get in there. I mean, prosecutors looking at everything. They'll sit behind the wall. Prosecutors will be looking to see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I know once I get in there, it's time for me to dance before you go in the courtroom. And they'll come out and they'll be like, the man's right. He did no wrong. He don't check the identification. Don't write anything down, boys. We've got to get this right. And he'll go talk to another prosecutor, come back half hour later and say, oh, he obstructed, uh, let's see, obstructed justice. Now it becomes a felony. Now you got to go before a judge to get a bond. So I'm stuck in this jail cell for 21 hours. But then the judge, I'd already beat him a few times. He ordered uh, the bailiff to release me. The bailiff, like, freaked out because this never happens. And they, I just walked out the door. Nothing. Give that note to Mara. All right. Okay. I will. Thanks, okay, time. All right. Sorry, I had somebody at my door. Still there, Shan? Yeah, I'm still here. What's going on? You got a note at the door. Somebody's at my door. I had to answer it real quick. I'm done. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to explain it as easy as possible and my experience and my knowledge of what you're going to have to do, what you're going to be up against. Oh, does it help at all? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And if you don't know what you're signing, don't sign it. <laughs> I agree with Mike on that one. Right. Mike's knowledgeable in the words. Me and him started the word game together. I was I was first fighting the courts and 
I, I don't know, me and Mike kind of met it on Skype. We talked a lot, tons. But then, you know, I kind of won a few times and did my court thing, and he kind of went more into ethnology, and I was a little more in the, in the court experience. And he's he's really passive. He, he's like, I'm a, I think I'm a little more a fighter. My military background, Mike's real passive. He's like, don't harm no one, don't threaten no one. He's real real laid back on his talk. You know, I mean, he's a really passive man, but he's right. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's right. It is good for, to take some of that passiveness of Mike and don't sign no contracts. Just don't build no chain custody against you. And on my side, I'm building the chain of custody against them, holding their legalese, the rules, and I hold my jurisdiction over them. The paperwork stuff that Carl talks about is awesome. It's very good. It keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you from running your mouth. And people get such anxiety in a courtroom. They plan it. Once that judge starts hammering them, they get like CRS and can't remember shit and start saying words that they shouldn't be saying or getting upset, and, you know, getting contempt of court or, you know, weird stuff. So you got to kind of figure out what works best for you. Right. There's no perfect routine. I mean, I can't say, well, no man's perfect. There's no perfect routine. You got to kind of take everybody's stuff, best stuff that works, and, and use it and make it your own. And and what starts working best for you and what you're, you know, best success with, that's what you got to do to protect your property and stand up for yourself and stay. I admit, it, stay out of courtrooms, don't sign shit. I, I agree with a lot of stuff these people are saying. If you get into a courtroom, that's fortunately where I get because I fight too much. But I, I, I admit, I do go to the prosecutor before, I try to sell them private, I try to hold them liable. They jump up out of their chair and they, they're sick of me. I've been bailiffs throwing me out. And I'm I really don't do anything too wrong. Uh, I don't do anything wrong at all, but I'm holding them liable and I'm I'm pointing out the legalese fallacies. I'm using maximum law. I'm going way over their head. They're like, they're not used to people telling them what to do, like they're public servants. They're used to telling us what to do. And they're just like, freak out. And they usually say to me, well, I thought you came here to negotiate. I thought you came here to take a play. No, I actually came in here to tell you that this legalese has no jurisdiction over me under your 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 own manuals and this that you have no case. Why are you wasting my time? And and I don't say it that rough for loud. It's like do I owe you something? Did I harm you? Are you the one bringing this claim forward or complaint? How can I compensate you? Is there a confident witness? You know, well, I do that type of stuff too. Well, uh, uh, did you sign this piece of paper right here? Is this a valid signature? So I owe you, right? You're the one bringing this to the court, saying I did wrong. Do I owe you? How how may I remedy you? I don't even know if I prosecute. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Is there a competent witness? Is there someone that I have to remedy? I mean, I, I'm. That's what I do, and they freak someone out, and they 
They all drop it. They're all just giving only pro se kids. Cause I'm, I'll tell the judge that too. But did I do any harm? Did any man or woman in this courtroom? If so, come forward. I will show me that man now. You, you got to be an honor. And usually, if you act in honor with the sheriff or the cops or even this man that you're dealing with, it's probably a dishonorable man. They tend to go your way whenever you have a confident, you know, argument, if you want to say, because an argument gets you to court. It sounds like he's trying to create an argument. But as long as he believes that you could harm him financially, as long as you put that belief in that man's head, they back down real quick. And that's what you're not doing. They, the judges, the prosecutors, everyone knows that they do this so much. It's like constant. These guys buy houses and sell stuff and put 98% of people in jail. They're like, who are you? Here, let me test you on a couple of words. Oh, you're an idiot. You just in a locked yourself. And they laugh, eh? And then they go drink drinks together. The prosecutor, the defense attorney, the, the judge, you know, at his party. And, and they laugh about Oh, that's our said thought. He, yeah, we smoked his ass today, didn't we? <laughs> I mean, they probably make fun of us. Probably sit around and laugh at us. I don't know, but I, that's what I bet they do. That's an assumption. It's just what a judge does. But I know firsthand they do laugh about it. I, I've known judges actually tell cops what to say on the stand, and the cops like, I wasn't on duty that day. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, you're just going to go on that stand and tell me, tell him exactly what I tell you to say. And he did. And they sentenced that dude to three years in DOC. And the cop mm-hmm. was even on duty. They will manipulate evidence. See, this is stuff Mike ain't seen. I've got full and complete disclosure. They wiped out a whole page. Well, I was going to use a cop when I was trying to sell him private with the prosecutor. Renumbered it at the bottom. Took out a full page of all stuff for the cop his own ticket and his own charge and his statement wrote that I did not do. <laughs> that I did comply and open the door. And he said and open so I did so this so this procedure. They wiped out all that stuff. Just took it out. Because I was like, why am I even in court? I can't even say it. I did no wrong. But he showed up me a ticket because he's mad because I used abundance of caution. And asked lots of questions through a door. But I was dumb enough at that time because I wasn't educated enough yet and I didn't have an experience. Dumb enough to answer the door. They drag me out. They find an ID on me. And then I watched two cops talk about what damn charge can we come up with the And when they said I was like, I never heard of that one before. That's a good one, guys. <laughs> what the hell? They sat there and convert. Well, we might be able to charge him with this. We might just do this. I'm like... You gotta be kidding! This is mad at me because I—they think that you're supposed to bow down to them. They—they they tell you what to do, and you're supposed to bow down. And they hate it whenever. But I just tell them now: buns, cost, cause no harm. I'll tell a cop right to say that. So that's the maximum law in this field of court: buns, cost, has no harm. I have some questions. Am I required by law to have a license? And and when they can't answer, it's like, ah, shit, let this guy go. I'm getting real skilled at, you know, 
not pissing them off, you know, hey, man, I understand you're following orders. I understand that you got a family to feed, you're just doing your job. But, you know, I'm a man that has to protect himself. I was in the military, too. Is there a law that requires I to have an ID or am I free to go? I mean, that's what I do. That's how you got to treat these people. Because they they're cocky, all right, because they never lose. And you're dealing with a legalese guy, I can tell already. Big yep. time. He's going to yep. throw legalese at you every six ways. You have to wipe out the lawyer, by the way. I'm sorry, what? You're going to have to wipe out the lawyer. I tried. No, 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 no. You're going to have to wipe him out. If this ever goes to court, you're going to be able to chain cuss. You've been trying to sell us in private. And where that lawyer comes to the court, your honor, who is this man? Does he got a vested interest in this? Is he a competent witness to any of this? No, no. Well, have that man sit down. Is there a man that has a verbal claim against side that he has the right to administrate my property? Stand up now forever, hold your peace. And you, and then when he jumps up, he's going to be like, you know, we're trying to sell this in private. I'm sure Mr. So-and-so over here, you know, wishes to, you know, remedy the situation so no one's harmed. And, and uh, you know, Maybe he'd like to have a leave of court. We can go sell this matter right now. And he might jump on it, especially if you wipe out his lawyer. Now he's scared. You just did something no one else can do. You took out his lawyer, and the judge's like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know the rules. Sit down. Now you got him where he's scared. Now he's ready to negotiate. You know, here, let's just let's get rid of this real quick. But sell it in private first. I'm just giving you how this is going to go down, where you might get yourself to. and I'm giving you a lot of avenues to but that's the last avenue but you got to take out the lawyer if you get there because you got to put you got to scare him and say i know one to screw with not today you know i this this is you and i that lawyer i don't care about you can pay him all the money you want if you're nipping the unsound mind now you're just a piece of paper stand up as a man claim my property or go away you know and I'm going to hold you liable if you try to claim it because you ain't got no claim. I don't care about property access. <laughs> I know everyone else does, but, but they sold it to you. Probably, probably half the time the city sells it to them because these guys are rich. they got lawyers, and they don't want to deal with all the liability issues of being right there in town. They, You notice all these guys are out of town? Yep. Usually hard to find their names and they're usually incorporated and hide behind a corporation. He's probably got a corporation, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's LLC. Yep. Limited li- liability corporation. He does that to keep liability off of him. Yeah. It, this is why this is done. Corporations are made to keep liability off the man and to hide behind the corporation. I, I, I knew before I even asked, he, he, he was just a man. He had a corporation he hides behind. And usually they're kind of hard to find. It's kind of weird that he came to you. Why did he come to you? What do you mean, that's for? I mean, why did he come to you and trying to get you in agreement? That's that's kind of rare. No, they usually I, I, just wait for you to foreclose and, and get the property changed. You, did you get some letters to him? No, they already got the final judgment. And after right, he got, you got the final judgment. judgment. Oh, now he's trying to get you no. in agreement. And then he comes to the door and says he is the new owner. Mm. 
And he gave you what order? Or just the summary judgment? You know, I just looked right as you were talking. It doesn't say default or summary judgment. Well, what's it say? It doesn't say. It just, he basically, he's just given an order that this this investor bought the property. Who gave the order? Uh, Pardon? Who gave the order? Well, I guess his attorney put it into the court, and the court signed. So a judge ordered it. Right. Well, the lawyer... It's not even an order. It just sounds like some piece of crap paperwork. It's not right. an order. It's not a judgment. It's no it's judgment like, on there. Huh. It's not even a notice, huh? No. That's probably why he came to you and he's trying to get you to get an agreement for the rent and build that chain custody where you sign off. And once you do that agreement, you admit that property is no longer yours. So you make your first payment to them. That kind of like seals the deal that you are contracting back to him. Now he is the rightful owner. You're paying him for that property. That this maybe this guy's still pulling tricks. Maybe I wonder if this is all fraud. I mean, that really should be like a summary judgment, or I know you, know, you should have a judge with a, a signature and an order. If this went through court. Why isn't there an order or a judgment? And, and a There's judgment an order. The, it's the final judgment that lawyer put in on the investor's behalf, and the judge agreed with a, with her final order, and he ordered for it to be up for um, sheriff sale to pay off the forty thousand. Right, but a judge signed off on this. Yes. Oh, so you, it is a judgment order. Of some kind. Of some kind, yes. We don't know of a summary judgment, but the a judge is signing it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying the sheriff could sell off your property. Yes. See, this is where you got to go hold them liable. Because basically it sounds like you weren't there. You did it without your consent. And they're trying to administrate your property. It's the same thing as Carl did with his kid. They have no right to administrate your property. But I'm telling you, you send that deed or, or that contract of paperwork. Because, and then you got the problem with the IRS. You got a major problem, Cheshire. You, you dug yourself a real hole in. <laughs> have you talked to Carl Lentz? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's I he talked said? To, actually, I met him um, when it had to do with my house. Uh, my house is on Pennsylvania, and I was facing eviction with foreclosure. And now, on that judgment, that they did get a summary judgment. Yeah, summary is what I'm used to. So what happened? I tried to fight. I tried to fight the um, sheriff sale. Uh, I tried mm-hmm. to um, work in the private. I rescinded the mortgage, uh, and they still just blew blew me off. I asked for extension of time at the beginning, and right away uh, the lawyer went for the sum- summary judgment and got it. No oh, hearing, so, no so nothing. You, 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 went to, uh, you didn't go to court at all? Nope, nope. Hmm. There's been all those behind lines and I don't let you have a say. And then so what did Car- trying... Carl say when you talked to him? He said about the uh, procession. 
uh, showed them the paperwork that um, they were going to take uh, possession of the house, which is the eviction. He says, good, write to them and ask them um, the meaning of, oh, it's a delivery. The meaning of delivery, how are you going to deliver the house to Wells Fargo? And if it is Wells Fargo, have them come over and get their, their stones and bricks off my land. Well, I tried that. I got nowhere. Hmm. Even as I put that into the sheriff, and um, I, and she never answered, never answered. I kept putting it in. And then I said, if you don't understand that, please contact your um, legal team. And the legal team came back and said, well, you know, she's only following orders. Who, you, you don't have a legal team, do you? No. Okay. So, have you ever gotten a courtroom and even been able to hold anyone live? No. So, you, you must write a lot of paperwork and they try to bypass the courtroom. Exactly. Okay. So, if you put a notice into the judge on whoever signed this, saying, what right do you have to administrate my property? Now you give it to the judge I, or you I, put it I, into I, the I case? Believe, I believe that you wish to financially harm I. And I want to sell this matter in private. And I believe that you're another man to trespass on my property, which co trespass for you on order of my property. We, you have no right to administrate. You know? I, you give it to him, this, the judge, I mean, or do you well, put it you, to the court? Well, you want to notice the judge, he's ordering another man. You're saying the sheriff's going to come sell your shit, right? Somebody's ordering a man to trespass on your property. This is where it's getting sticky. you got to make sure they know they can't come on your property. Well, it's too late now. They came in and evicted me. Oh, you've already been kicked out? Yes, in, in the Pennsylvania house. Now I'm here on New Jersey that has to do yeah, with no, the property but tax. But you're trying to save the New Jersey house now. Yeah, I'd like to still get my own home back. So I started messing around with void orders. And so I is someone going to the New Jersey house where they're trying to evict you from there, too? Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You've already been evicted from one house. That's retroactive. You might want to put in a notice of no trespass with the sheriff, with the mayor, and with the judge. And say, any man or order is any man trespassing against I to financially harm I? I'm going to hold liable. And whoever signed whatever they signed, Put a notice, and, and you say, if I don't man, uh, you know, compensation, or if I did anything wrong, have him bring his verified claim by now, and I wish so it's in private. I mean, right to all of them. I mean, it sounds like this guy you need to talk to. It's cool that he kind of came forward to you, and he's trying to take possession of him. He's trying to get an agreement. The guy's smart. I got many smart. He's trying to get you a contract right off the bat. Once he does that, just like what Mike said, you just sign the contract, you admit he has ownership. Yep. In the legal legal world. Yep. He's got you. That's why he's doing this. <laughs> Counter offer him. Hey, I don't know much about these property taxes and how you did this, but you have no right to administrate my property. Right now, you just trespass on my property. You believe you own it, but you don't own anything. I have exclusive right to this. I got swag out there. I paid well, for this house. It's totally paid full and clear. And you paid some property taxes on title. 
Not this ground. You just trespass on my ground, my property. See, they, they're going to use deeds and titles and, you know, real estate. They're, they're not going to talk about ground and property. That's why when you go to a courtroom and they're DCFS telling your so-called kid, which is a baby goat, or your child, which is a statute, you know, statute word for everything, son and daughter. But it's son and daughter. It's property. It's my property. You, you screw my son today. You wouldn't tell me what to do with my son ever. Ever. That's my property. I created that property. You didn't create crap. This goes all down to creation. Mm-hmm. And you paid for that house? How long you go there? 30 years? Oh, yeah, he had it for about 30 years, and he, he uh, redid the whole house. So you've been maintaining it, you got the receipts on it, all the maintenance of it, all the sweat equity in it, and some idiot's going to come along and say, I own it, I got the exclusive right to it, or I got no sweat equity in it, it's just some legal scam that I've already been proved of fraud in the past, and I, I swoop in and say, hey, I own this house, I got this. You know, you know, the summary judgment order or what, some little piece of paperwork somebody signed, which probably doesn't, probably even a blue wet signature. No one's going to be held liable. It's always legal. I'm positive of that. Well, that's another thing. With some of these orders, I wrote back to the judge, this is the true uh, valid order. I wish to have it wet ink signature with the raised seal. Otherwise, it's void. What did he say? Nothing. No one ever write you back, brother. Nope. Everyone in and asked to speak to the man in person? No. Not person, but man to man. No. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever go to the car and say, I'd like to speak to the judge? No. Hmm. I want to. Have you ever, I mean, did the prosecutor sign off on it or just his lawyer? Yeah, I was it. Was there even a prosecutor involved? No. It was just, okay. both houses it, it, were just lawyers, debt collectors. Oh, debt collectors. Yes. So this, did this actually get, so you ain't got no contract with this guy at all. These are debt collectors. We, you don't even have a contract with them. This is third party, ain't it? Yes. The people that had the original loan ain't even, the people that you signed the original contract with. Are, are, are gone. Are gone. Yep. So these people are trying to claim you're in a contact with them, and you ain't got no vows. Well, why don't you ask them, can you provide me my contract where I can send to any of this? I'd like to see it. Where did I consent to being in debt to this man? Where's my contract? I believe that you trying to harm I. I believe that you have no right to administrate my property, that I have exclusive right of ownership, or don't say ownership, that I own. Ain't it funny how they throw ship on everything? I know. (laughs) Friendship, relationship, ownership, chip, 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 birth certificate, chip. Only Mm -hmm. ships are birth, you know that, right? Right. We were born. They actually say right on your birth certificate, you're born. And then this guy will sign it as a doctor. He'll sign something, which he's acting as a doc master, basically. And he, he signs it. And all of a sudden, now you're birthed. Because he signed into you in the legal section. Ain't that fun? 
Yep. And it says it right on the birth certificate. It does, and the smallest little writing you ever see. And then they'll sign it, and all of a sudden, that's a birth certificate. Title of the birth certificate. But certificates and licenses are legalese. Elodio, law. You know, man, man's got the right to have sought equity over his property. We, we're not supposed to pay property. Like I said, 1955, I think it is, is the first time that. America started paying property taxes. And they did it through manipulating the banks. It's all a bank industry. Even the CRS, the old court registry income, it's a bank. Mm-hmm. Actual reserve, all the money goes up to the Federal Reserve up in New York. The only one's got Class A shares on it, Rockefellers. They've got about $66 trillion worth of wealth. And this is five years ago when I was researching these numbers. The attorney and Latvians turn or twist back to the crown. All they're doing is stealing the wealth. Back to the crown. Back to the Bar Association. Back to the system that created all of it. And and robbing countries and, and all of them. They use our military to go suck resources from all the countries and people don't like it. They blow them up. And if they don't want consent, they blow them up some more until they all give up. And they bring in the bar association and they control them with it and they enslave them with it. And in five minutes before that, they already had a Federal Reserve Bank set up. The countries that we were all war with, really, didn't have Federal Reserve Banks. The Rothschilds didn't quite get their banks in there. So, yeah, they want their land, they want their oil. It's kind of like the Native Americans. They came in here, exterminated, stole all this land. Killed 800. Mm-hmm. Or killed 60 million of them. 800,000 rise. Through the children, women, and reservation camps. Which is prison, you know, basically. And then re-educate them. But all the elders, all the warriors, they killed them all. And got rid of them. Because they were never going to consent. I mean, that's what war is all about. But they know what they're doing. They do know yeah. what they're doing. Oh, hell yeah, they do. You guys are very smart. Mm-hmm. But this guy that you're dealing with, he's successful just like you. He's just giving a, a green card because he's been buying all these houses and, you know, sucking them up and holding liability, build a corporation, and they just work together. They're, they're friends. They're all making money. Now, I've been listening to Steve. Um, he does, he's very successful. He's going to Florida. And he was on uh, a talk show, not talk show, but um, Bill and Rocco's show. And he's got seven videos. And um, Who, I've been taking notes of what he's he? saying. Uh, pardon? Who is it? Steve. I don't Steve. recall his last name. I know. He's been hanging around Skype. I don't know if I know Steve. Yeah, he's actually, he. I forget what name he goes by on Skype. But anyhow, he has um, these shows, uh, seven shows he did on uh, Bill and Rocco's show. And he brought up a lot of good, good things that I end up taking notes. But basically, you have to go after the assessor. And then actually, the assigner, um, the the assessment, uh, if it's not signed, there is no tax. 
Um, so you're talking about the the guy that's actually assessing the house and coming up with the tax that the tax must be, and then he signs his signature to it. And if if, 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 if that signature not sign exists, it, there's no tax. So if some of these ain't putting down their signature to not be held liable. Correct. Yeah. Have you checked into that? Uh, I started writing to the assessor. Uh, I wrote to two of them to make sure I have the correct one. And then I wrote back um, to get uh, like one or two questions I had. Um, I would have to find it. But so far, I got nothing back. Oh, and then I also asked for the um, assignment, uh, the assignment sheet. And they keep giving me back the assignment history. Oh, so they only give you the the they won't give you the proper document to see if he signed. Correct. Correct. Who's doing this? I'm sorry, what? Who's who's doing this? Who won't send it? Have you been down to the courthouse? No, this this is and, a, and ask for all this crap. I don't think they would have it at the courthouse. They would have it at the township. I mean, one time uh, we went to the state, my ex-old lady didn't pay her to him property tax, and I went right in the courthouse, and I got all of it. The guy's name, the guy who did the property tax, and it was only 14 hours. We just paid it. You know, I was done with it. Man, you ain't taking this stuff. And we went in the bank, and, and I took care of them, too. <laughs> I, matter of fact, by the time I was done with them, we gave them a house key, and they were bringing people in trying to sell the home. Because I said, I will stick you with this debt. I said, this man's dead. You really believe I give a crap out of crap? This woman does here, his daughter. But here, she's letting me run the show now because she's tired of getting screwed over by you guys. I will throw the keys on this thing. I will stick you with this debt. I said, do you have any idea how much damage you've done in this house, how much work needs to go in it? I said, we will straight up never pay another dime. <laughs> and they started showing the house for me, and they, they fired the one banker she didn't like, hired another banker. He's all nice to me and stuff. I ended up doing a contract from deed through him. Uh, the lawyer couldn't write the damn contract for deed. I mean, the guy was getting mad because we gave him a week. He didn't write it. I got it. I was like, you're going to lose $10,000, and the lawyer couldn't even do the math right, so I rewrote it. He wrote the contract. He took it out. His friend was having to be the state's attorney at the time. He goes, hey, this is good now. He goes, but this could be a fire hire in China. So he made me put down the specific addresses up top, which I didn't change what the lawyer wrote. I mean, the lawyer's contract sucked. So I rewrote that, and I took it back out to him. He's like, this is a good contract now. You signed it. Gave us 5000 bucks. He's been paying every month. I sold it out of a bar for forty thousand dollars, made her twelve grand. Why, man, everything else was ridiculous. I mean, I, I literally had to do it myself. I ended up writing my contract for deed myself. Get rid of the lawyer. Lawyer's pissed as hell too. Well, how how could you write? Well, we're not going to pay you. You breached your contract. You didn't do what you said you could do. So I wrote it. I didn't charge anything. And yeah, it all worked. And no one could stop us. But yeah, I've had to get involved. I've had to write power of attorneys. I've had to write estates. 
Oh, the next estate, grandma died, she's going to get $10,000. By the time I was done, she's power of attorney, executive estate, and got half of everything. Plus, I had her where she could, under the legalese, collect 6% for administrating the state under the legalese bullcrap, which on a million dollars is 60000 bucks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is not her, but I, I admit I, I didn't. She she kept wanting me to do notaries. I said, I will not do a notary. They are legalese. These, these people are right there in the system, too. I said, we're going to have three live West signature. You know, that's what we're going to do. And I talked to her in day. She did it. Put it in the court. She won the executor. You know, was totally in charge of the entire state. Sold off a million dollars with farmland. Got a half million. Split with the sister a half million. You know, got her 60000 for administrating it. Got the house. You know, I split up the rest of the property. And at first, she's going to get ten grand, But Dad died. So sister was going to take her. And they agreed people. I went through the taxes. And it was crazy. Her daughter was screwing up, stole $26,000. We gave her a car and everything. So go take care of her. We'll go feed her and stuff. Take her food. We'll give you a car to do it. You know, help help, help your grandma. You, you're, you're a grown woman now. You're 21. Do this. We, it was so stupid. This girl was writing like $50 things in there. It would be 500 She ripped off $26,000 a year. Uncle and sister, which was the aunt, they ripped off thirty-two thousand. This poor woman's ninety-three years old. She's only making about forty-four grand a year, you know, in retirement. She can't work, but she had a retirement social security. She's making like forty-four. I'm like, you guys are. Do you guys what you realize what you guys just did? You guys are like depleting assets from the state. Before this woman dies, this is actually illegal, you dumb fucks. <laughs> and I went to Baltimore and I said, this shit stops now. I was like, here's the deal. You got 32, she got 26, this one's going to become an executor and do this because you guys are not responsible. Something's wrong with you guys. And she's going to take the debt of the 26 on her own freaking account. And now you're going to, Ramble's going to write a check right now for, you know, Six thousand dollars. That way, they're both thirty-two and thirty-two now. Everyone's even, and she's gonna use that six thousand dollars because she's living with her now to take care of her. And everyone's gonna freaking be happy. And you're gonna sell some private. You're gonna quit stealing. I, yeah, I mean these these people are nuts. Family members are crazy. But I told them I said I'll freaking throw you both in prison. I swear, freaking Robin Graham, all ninety-three, can't take care of herself. You guys are. 32 grand a year, 26 grand a year, making up fake checks and crap. I uh, I caught both of you guys. I went through two years of financial records. You guys are sick. I said, you can't even write off this much. You're going to write off $14,000 in gift. You guys are straight up robbing. I'll prove it. I said, I swear, if I hear one more word or one more dime stolen, I'm personally going to file a claim against both of you for this woman that you're harming her and try me at a trial. Try me at a court. They stopped. They didn't rob a more dime. Everyone stopped. It, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I, families are nuts, man. They're so greedy and they, they don't care. They'll just rape a 93-year-old woman. 
What? <laughs> You're taking more money than this one's rent. What if she would have lived in Ohio? You ain't going to deplete every asset and let her live on the street? I, I couldn't believe it. Well, I can't believe it, but it makes me sick to my stomach. Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's wrong. You just don't yeah. do that. You just right. don't take advantage of a 90-year-old woman that created you and raised you and helped you and when you did need loan money, she's always there and gave it to you. But now she's so old, dude, now you're stealing it. Just taking it. It was weird. I've I seen some weird stuff. And the bank contracts I've seen, banks were trying to take her. They were trying to move money, and they were doing their little robot signatures underneath the X, outside the brackets where it was a valid signature. And you sign in the brackets where it's omitted, where you... You really have no consent. You're not even the exclusive owner of that contract. Right. You are the secondary owner. The bank's the primary. I mean, it's amazing the crap they're pulling in these things. I read through all stuff. They were using purple and red in the states to change, you know, for co-executors. One would be in red, one would be in purple. They were using all the color fly. All the stuff I've learned along the way, man, these legalese people use this left and right. I was like, holy crap. I'm I'm reading through contracts and just studying this stuff and then reading it and seeing all this. I'm like, man, it became so simple for me. I started modifying the crap. I started changing it and modifying it. We turned back in the paperwork and it went through. Hell, one time a bank told me, I had to pay him five hundred dollar cancellation. I said, "Now you breached your contract." I said, "Send me a cancellation form." So he sent it one page. I modified it. It was modified at all. Put my little signature on it. I signed to the new modified contract that I owe you no money. You breached your contract. They didn't charge me. It was canceled. And I knew what I was doing. Yeah, they didn't charge me five hundred. Said right in the terms and conditions, they charged five hundred for canceled in two years. But they didn't. I modified it. And then I signed it. Well, here's a new contract. Good luck with that. Yeah, they didn't charge me. Got rid of them. No, no, no $500 terms and conditions. You breached your contract. You can tell, man, it's all a breach of contract. Pretty much. If you're not within one penny to breach contract, you can't hold anybody liable for shit. That's why... Canon law, Roman law, you can not take no one to court. She's one penny off, they'd kill you. So everyone sold everything in private. When we first came to America, the most bought book was the law book. They sold out of them. And people stood up for themselves. Now, I don't know if American know what a law book is. They got the idiot TV telling them, go get a lawyer. What? Go get a text. Person. Oh, you gotta love that one. Go, go pay IRS. Who the fuck is the IRS? Right. Everything's an acronym, corporation. When you really start looking into, man, the U.S. Treasury ain't even in America. It's not even an entity of America. It's not even a legal corporation of America. It's a department of U.S. Treasury. You're writing your checks to a foreign entity. Yep. To destroy your own freaking American dollar, you nuts. Pretty much. I think we're on more pills in this country than any other country in the world. There's only two countries in the world that 
they advertise this, and you go to your doctor saying, wow, man, I've seen this great advertisement. It says it's going to cure my whatever's wrong with me. You know, I might get heart murmurs, and it might kill me, and I'll have diarrhea and cotton mouth, and I'll bleed to death possibly, and all these great side effects. But, man, I really want that drug. Because that shit was all small lettering. Whatever, you know, that woman dancing around looks so good, I just got to have it. <laughs> you know, it's all, you know what I'm talking about, how they spice mm-hmm. them up. So they, us in Australia is the only two countries in the world that have advertisements where you go beg doctors for pharmaceutical drugs based off pharmaco from the Hebrew, which is witchcraft and mind control. The Rockwell's created to mind control you. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that hilarious? It is. So we got like 40,000 people on antidepressants and they wonder why they're losing their freaking mind. Mm-hmm. But it works. You'll sign any contract, you'll be held in, you'll never get out. And you'll never even take the time to even try to get out. It's like, oh, whatever. I guess, I guess it's real. Do you got any more antidepressants and Vicodin and whatever? <laughs> I'll pass I gotta, I gotta kill the pain because my ass hurts. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It is, it's a the system is so deep in every side. See, my son had a heart defect. I actually started out in the health part or the health part, and I found out how the whole health. I ended up getting my son off all these drugs, and a couple of days, a couple of years later, like the, the one drug, like caused all these problems and and sued and lawyers and then when Obamacare came out it, the doctor dropped me because there was on no drugs nowhere like we ain't making no way I just dropped oh you keep your doctor I got a letter sent to me saying we can no longer see your child <laughs> but I wasn't making any money you know some of these drugs are like three four hundred dollars a month wow but he had a heart defect and he was going to die and he had to have heart surgery he was eight years old had an invasive surgery when he was a year old. And he had another open-heart surgery when he was two and a half years old. That was just to clean up his heart to get it where it operated full. Now I finally got him off the oxygen bottles. I, I was at Children's Hospital, fifth best-ranked hospital in the country. I researched every doctor. I mean, one doctor got a fight. I was up there with the head of the hospital. I had him suspended from the ICU floor. He never saw my son again. He killed one child. He threatened. To, he didn't threaten, but he damn near killed four other child because of his ignorance. And I said, "Look, I'll hold you liable. I don't care. I got people down there freaking." And we're about my one friend was friends with Garth Brooks, and he actually did a fundraiser for him to be at Children's Hospital, paid, you know, because this girl had a bad heart too. I said, I swear to God, I'll go to Garth Brooks' house. I will, I will just go crazy. Everybody will know what you're doing here. You guys are killing children, man. I, <laughs> I said, and I got competent witnesses. I said, I'll file a lawsuit against you. I said, that man never seen my son again. He got fired. He's gone. I mean, he didn't get fired, but he got suspended and got kicked off the IC floor and put back in his little e- EKG room. He actually was, this guy was a nut. This guy actually was saying that he was from Harvard. 
Harvard Medical School. I look him up. I get on there. I look up his whole damn resume, just like you do this guy. The guy graduated from Pittsburgh Medical School. Those grandiose freaks, man. I said, dude, I know there's 30 cops in here right now, you know, guarding this parking ramp and this hospital. I swear to God, you heard me, my child. They ain't going to get here in time. I will take your life. I swear you ever lied to me again. And you heard my child. I will take you right now where you stand. And I said, no, we can't even get on it. And you take care of my child and quit screwing around. But I think these punks is living there. And he goes, well, you can't be talking and saying where things go wrong in here and, and getting everybody upset. I said, dude. If you save a child's life, we praise you guys like you are gods. If you screw up, we talk bad about you. And we're out there 24 hours praying for our children to live. What else we got to do? We ain't working. We're sitting there waiting 24-7, sleeping on a freaking stupid couch, eating bad food, hoping to God you guys know what you're doing. And we're going to talk about it. Well, you know, like I said, don't tell me what I can say and what I can't say. And yeah, I've, I've been doing this for years. This is back when I was 32. <laughs> I've been fighting these idiots my entire life, these corporate. I left the corporate world when I was 30. I quit working for them. I was in insurance. I was in the military. I did construction in the union. I just one day, I was like, I'm tired of you guys robbing people. I mean, I had my certificate. I was, selling, I was making a lot of money on the insurance, but I was like, these people kept calling me up, and they keep telling me no on the insurance claims. I'm like, you guys are just hooping them. You guys are just tell them no. No, 60% of your actuaries are going to give up. First time you tell them no. Tell them no a couple more times. Get it up to 80%. You guys don't want to pay. You, this ain't an insurance company. This is a robbing place. Here, give us money. Here it comes time to you know, help the people out. We tell them no enough where they all go away. And now you guys are, where it's a depression or recession, insurance companies flourish and constantly make money. Recessions, depression, and they all keep making money. And it's regulated by law to have it, which you should never need insurance. You should never have to have insurance. You should govern your own shit. Right. But people believe that they need insurance. You don't, but... They tell you, you do. So people oh, you can do get it. a you can get a bond, financial responsibility. Yeah. yeah, you can get a bond. You don't have to go through an insurance company, or you could just say, "Look, my house burns down because I'm an idiot. I take full liability for it. I'll build another one." You know, and never pay an insurance premium ever again. You know, but if they catch you driving a car, a cop will be like giving you a ticket for $500 without insurance. That's why I think the guys that no license plate, no driver's license, no insurance, they drive safer than anybody with insurance because they're going to be cautious because they don't want to harm no one. Right. But even though I've been insurance, say I mess up, I go down the wrong road, I run into this old lady, our car smacked together, she dies. My insurance agent ain't going to go to jail for me. He ain't going to prison for me. I'm going to prison. So what insurance did I actually get? 
ain't going to take liability for harming another man or woman. They never do. You will, though, because you signed the contract. If you didn't sign the contract, you know, you still can't harm another man or woman. At least I can go and, and offer compensation. You know, your mom I killed. You got two kids. I'm, I want to I want to help out. I want to help raise these kids. Whatever you got to do, you know, if you talk about financial burden, it's your job to compensate that financial burden. Insurance ain't going to really do that. You're still going to go to prison for eight years for manslaughter. Their insurance agent ain't going to go. So it really ain't insurance for the man at all. It's just the legal person. That's it. That's all it ever was. There ain't no insurance for a man. There just isn't. It's kind of false pretenses. It's constructive fraud, if you ask me. I don't know where we operate on a legal person. Man could just, you know, barter and trade. Well, they want to incorporate everything. They want to stay in a system because they're taxing it all, regulating it all, still all our wealth. Property tax in 1955, didn't exist in 1954. You're, you're dealing with a problem just the last 50 years where they're trying to still houses. Hell, my dad one time, he, he drove down Native American section where it's all Native Americans. He goes, I bet the government just sits up all night long trying to figure out how they steal that property from. <laughs> and my dad used to not believe in stuff. He thought that was crazy. But last time I visited him a couple of years ago, he said that. I was like, you're catching on that, aren't you, Dad? But my dad, we've been selling Native American and you know, crafts for years. We do. We bonded with them and we trade with them. We sell to them and they buy hair pipe and make stuff but we buy it from them and sell it <clears throat> yeah we so we've we've learned a lot with the Native Americans too herbs and you know how the white man sucked them over it's amazing yep. it's never gonna it's stop nice. it's never gonna stop I hope it does well it's not it's getting worse because our education system is teaching people to sign contracts. They teach them to sign in school. They teach them to write slave language in school. Right. There's no standing. You have no standing whatsoever. You write total legalese. You sign something. And there's kind of these poor kids contract out the rest of life and not be able to think, not know math. You know, most of these people coming out of school here around here, they, I got my, my, my friend, she works at, a restaurant. She's a caterer. She tells me all the new people that come in, they can't do math in a register. They don't know how to give change. I'm like, what? I said, you think that might be a, you know, something they'd ask them in a review, can you count out change? Like, throw them a $20 bill and, you know, tell them it's 1482. How much change do you give back? And if they can't figure it out, why would you hire them to run cash register? <laughs> but yeah, all these kids could not. I mean, my school's bad. I don't know if it's as bad where you live, but these kids can't do change. They want a calculator. Mm-hmm. So it's only going to get worse because your new 
generation is going to be in charge under you while you're, you know, aging and becoming a baby boomer. They're going to pass the dumbest crap you ever seen. It's all statues and acts. It's not real, but 99, 98% of all people believe it. Cause they got 98% conviction rate. You know, so you're going to always be in the minority. Everyone's going to think you nuts. They'll look at you funny, but how'd they get out of that? I'm not going to buy down to this. You can if you want. I don't care. Everyone's got the right to do what they wish. You want to believe it? You got the right to believe it. I'm not going to let a guy dress in a black dress. <laughs> I consider a cross-dresser in a synagogue, a court registry income system. It works for the Bar Association. It's a crime that I fought in the military to fight for freedom, not submit to freedom. It's going to tell me what to do. Not today, not ever. It is a mindset. Carl said it best one time. I was watching listening to one thing, and he said the perfect thing one time. He goes, this is a lifestyle. He goes, this is not, you read this thing, you feel something. You do. This is a lifestyle. You either choose to bow down and consent to the corporations, or you choose to be as free as you can and help your fellow man. That's it. That's all you got. The, the Federal Reserve notes, they can come and go. They can devalue and inflate. But that's it. And then, but like I told you, 90% of all my neighbors call cops. And it, like, even the cop told me, he's like, TJ, because I don't even hardly watch people passing stop signs and coming up with little wigglies, nitpicking stuff. We just sit around all day and you guys call on each other and we come and get you. And that's all we do now. We don't even have to do anything. The neighbors are calling the cops and putting everybody in legal leave and, and joining everybody to it, and that's what we do. He goes, I think it's retired. Half stuff is so retired, I don't even know why we get called, but they're doing it. I don't know what's going on. That's what's going on. Yeah, I guess it's ignorance. Everyone's frustrated, stressed, broke. In contracts they can't get out of, problems like you got, lack of knowledge, and people are just like freaking out, and the little thing sets them off, and they don't talk to their neighbors. They, everybody watches TV, no one. I have no idea. I've got another question for you. Sure. My dog accidentally got loose, and a neighbor called the cop. Cops called the. Um, there you go, your neighbor. Animal control. I told you. Yeah, animal control. And that dog's your property. Us, right. They gave us a warning that uh, today's the last day. I got to um, write something back. But they said that you were in violation of the following. Running at large, failure to license, and license affixed to the collar. And when you get a, a license, they want you to get a rabies shot. Yeah. So how would I... Right to them back. Do you, do, you, do you have possession of your dog now? Yes. Okay. So you don't have to really do anything. They're just trying to get you to do that, but that's your property. I ain't got no right to administrate your property. I mean, just, are they sending you letters? Are you getting letters from these people? 
Uh, I guess after today we will, and I think um, she said it will be a three. I mean, who, 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 who gave you this documentation? Was this just some person telling us verbally? Uh, no, they gave gave a warning, but she so said that it was, that was not verbal. done. Right. Well, who, who, a who was that woman? Animal control. Well, animal control is a corporation of some sort, but who is the woman that gave you that? I can't read her writing. She scribbled. Oh, so she wrote it down and handed it to you? Were you you in direct contact with her? Yes. Yes, Yes, she had the dogs. Why didn't you ask her what her name was? Because I started doing common law and I was told to shut up. I mean, did you ask her, ma'am, who are you? Who do you work for? You know, I want... I want to verify, you know, who you are. I mean, you didn't ask for a name. What what common law did you do? You start kind of threatening her and stuff. You just told you shut up. No, I think I basically said that that's uh, my property. I like to have my property returned. She says, you know, I can um, take these to the animal control, and you won't see them till Wednesday. Yeah, they threatened. Right. Just like a so spare tag. So why don't you ask her when she approaches you and you're with this one before when you say, who are you, ma'am? And she'd be like, well, I'm with Amica. Uh What's your name, ma'am? That way, I know who's ordering I to do this. And an order, only man or woman can order you. I'm setting them up. And they'll probably right, go so, for that. I'm asking so, questions. Right. So I end up going, I, th- I thank you for the ter- return of my property. Enclosed warning letter, is that an order question mark? Con regards. Oh, so you're getting on the order part now. Pardon? So you sent a letter back to her? Yeah, I'm, I'm sending it out today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, she made an order, and, and she ordered you to do something with your property, and she wishes to administrate your property. What right do you administrate my property? And so those are all questions. And, I mean, I'd probably just leave it at that real quick. Because, I mean, I'll get into more, you know, especially when I'm writing in the prosecutor's face because they tend to piss me off a little bit. And I'll be like, you know, do you wish to be liable for any financial harm you're going to cause against that? I mean, I would like to sell this right now, private, remedy now. How did I harm you? Why is your signature on this? Bring me in the courtroom. And I'll keep going. Usually if you happen to those questions, you're, and you write them right, and it's all liability. They they don't want much to do with you anymore. Okay, so, so I kinda, put... You kind of keep it short and sweet. Right. So I just put, thank you for the return of my property, and close warning letter, is that a order? Question mark. Is that good enough? You're you're answering back to the the letter. The warning, right? The warning. So it's a warning, right? Yeah, and which warning is in the future and it's future tense and total legalese. Uh, have you ever read any statutes and all the legalese? It's all shall, nine G, and all future tense. It doesn't even. That's the funny thing about legalese. It doesn't even happen in present tense. 
It's all in the future. You don't know when it's going to happen. Or no in the, or or in the day past. goes into effect. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, she threatened. She ended up telling my boyfriend that if this isn't done by today, mm-hmm. um, it will be, I guess, a $300 fine per dog. Uh, this is probably a uh, city ordinance. And it's probably, like in Illinois, it's called ILCS code. Where you, where you living now? New Jersey? Yeah. Is it NJCS code? It's no code. I don't see any code whatsoever. City ordinance, though? She's with the city, right? No, she, it just says, um, County Animal Control. I mean, they don't give you any code or any statute or anything no. that allows her to do this? It says, if the violation is not resolved, complaints may be signed. Complaints. Great. All the complaints you want. Does anyone have a claim that my dog did harm? It's written as legalese, complaints. A claim will trump a complaint anytime. Who has a claim? Who has a claim to administrate my property? And what right do you have to administrate my property? I appreciate that uh, you did not rob my property and you got my property back to me safely. I believe that this matter has been settled in private. You have a great day. And that's probably something I would do. You know, you, and you write shorter. I mean, if I sit here and think about it, I'd write it and I'd wipe out a couple sentences and I'd try to make it two or three sentences and be done with it. Right, I just want to keep it short. You, you got to make sure she knows she's going to be held liable. You've got to make sure she understands she has no right to administrate your property. Uh, you can be kind to her and say, I appreciate the return of my property. And that's basically all you ask whenever they do steal your property. I require the restoration of my property. You know, well, I already I, have the bones back. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no. But, you know, I appreciate that you stored that property. And my is not the best word. You might want to, you might want to just put my in brackets. Actually, where restore property, my doesn't mean anything. My they kind of freak out. I mean, I'll use that. I don't care. But some legalese people are like, oh man, people don't know what that word is. Sure they do. Right out of the Bible. But you know, I appreciate the return of property. Uh, you know. You're basically saying, is this an order? Is this required by law? Do you, well, basically, is this an order? And what right do you have to administrate my property? That, that's probably right in it. That's pretty much my, you know, thank them for the restoration of my property. And then I would be like, is this an order? And what right do you have to administrate my property? Where, you know, she has no right. And if there's a verifiable claim that you have vested interest in this property, I would stream you this now. Otherwise, go bye-bye. They don't want that dog. I mean, and guess what? You got that dog registered. You got a piece of paperwork. You know, registration certificate or registration. 
So they, they're just acting on the paperwork. Destroy no, that. I don't, no, no, I don't have. You send the certificate. No, I don't have. I don't have tags for them. Did Did you ever register that, Doug? No. Really? So how can they even write this crap? They're saying it's the law that you well, have to well. have your animals tagged and rabies, and that's a joke with the rabies because we don't have. When was the last time we heard anything about uh, rabies? Someone now, getting rabies. Here's a little example for you. One time I had the school nurse. My son was about five years old. She called me up, said, your son's behind on vaccinations. He's got to get vaccinated. He's not going to be allowed to school. I said, ma'am. I said, are you a doctor? She goes, no, I'm the school nurse. I said, so you're going to be held liable if I give this boy, vaccination, or syndrome, and it's immune deficiency, and it harms him, are you going to be personally liable and, and tell me that he has to have these to go to school? Man, that conversation was over. She goes, he don't need no vaccines. It's fine, because I never heard from him again. I did it so quick. You've got to hold him liable. you got to ask him, what right do you have to administrate my property? See Exhibit A, your dog. I mean, they're calling it an animal. Do you know in the... Uh, see, I used to play in the League of Leagues a long time for I learned all the common law and, you know, met a lot of guys in Canada Australia and stuff. But in Canada, or in Australia and America, the word animal is mentioned 28 times in the drug laws for a man or a human or a person or wherever they want to put their phrase of terms. But 28 times exactly. In both countries, and you consider an animal. Even the rock players came for and said, four-legged animal, good, two-legged animal, bad. But, yeah, they're, they're treating everything as animal. But anyhow, it's like child. It's a legal word they're using or phrase or term. That's your property. you you got to distinguish. That's my property. I, I, I take care of that. I maintain that. I have a vested interest in it. If no man or woman has a vested interest in it, what claim do you have? None. But they're they're trying to fiscally legalize you. It, it's kind of weird. There's not a statue on, but I bet there's a statue. There's there's some, probably something you can read on there to figure out there's statute on it. City ordinance statute. Here they do city ordinances, which is. Ends up being an ILCS statute on top of it. It's like you left your trash out and you got 12 hours to put it out. And trash cans got to be put out public viewing in the next 12 hours or you get fined 175 bucks. And a little idiot would walk around and he'll, he'll put city ordinance violations on your home, trespassing your property to do this. For a, a statute or legal aid, that I'll show you a file claim against him for trespass. You wish if I actually harm mine with a complaint. My claim is you trespass, and they'll drop it. That's what happens. You trump them, and then they won't even mess with you anymore. My neighbor get a trespass, or my neighbor get a city ordinance. Other people get screwed with. Cops all over the property. 
they they just don't come here no more. So I, I I go straight to the damn city council. I go straight to the sheriff's department. I will walk in there. I will tell them I'll file a claim transfer. I call the mayor. I will tell them I'm a home live. Like I'm on speed dial. You, you gotta be proactive. You gotta build your chain of custody, and that's why they're walking over you. I don't know if that helps, but you gotta be preventive. You got to stop it before it starts because it's got that bad. And then I tell you, screw off. I've been told, you know how many times I've been told no? I'll, I'll be told by the state's attorney's office. I said, okay. I'll walk right outside the clerk's office. I'll go ahead and write, put it on correction. Goes, I don't even know what that means. I said, okay, that's judge, judge knows what it means. When they tell me no, I don't care. I go to the next office. I still do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't take no for an answer. This is my life. This I'm not gonna I don't care what you guys say. I'm not gonna take no for an answer. You're some PI, you work on desk, you got bad days, you might have PMS, you might not know the rules. I don't care. Who who else is in charge? I'll go to another office. Are you in charge? Here, I need to put this on the court record. File it, stamp it. Here, here's some common law for it. But you'll be told no a lot. You understand because they're testing you. This is a bank. They run actuaries. They know if they tell you no one time, you're going to give up. You cannot give up. Uh, I'm actually kind of teaching you how to fight these people. Not just the paperwork, but you got to have this mentality because they, it's a bank. They run actuaries. They run just like an insurance company. If, if, you, if they believe that they're going to lose more money against you, then they then you can provide and you're going to cause them pension problems, liability problems. They they don't mess with you. If they believe that they can make money off of you and you're, you know, not going to put up a fight, you're a dummy idiot, and you wrote one thing and they test you on it, you cave like, oh, okay, whatever. Another person read something on the internet. Okay, we got a manual for that. They, they call them sovereign citizens or whatever. You know, and but they're training to stop this stuff. They're training to not give names on the phone. They're training to, you know, totally believe. I mean, they're they're training against us big time. But you can't. So you're gonna get told no a lot. You just can't accept it. Not when it comes to your property. You gotta be a feisty. N- never give up. And when they tell you no. Okay, go to the next person. You going to tell me now? What's your name? What's your name? I'll hold all you guys liable. I don't care. I might have to write 10 freaking claims today, but you're not going to administrate my property. It's not going to happen. And then when they say they don't give up, I learned something. I don't know if you know who Carl Miller is, but see, I, I've taken a little bit from everybody. Carl Miller was a Vietnam vet. He got shot down twice in a parachute. On the ground, he got shot in the gut or in the back twice. Crawled his ass out. Almost all his friends died. He's a paratrooper. What they do in Vietnam, they go behind the enemy lines. They would land down with the enemy. No support around them. You know, just little man squads. They'd set up LZ and bring in our platoons and helicopters and stuff and try to make it safe to get them in. You know, you know find a safe spot to get them in. 
And they're back there with the enemy the whole time. Like nine out of ten all prayer troops were getting killed in Vietnam. The most dangerous job you could possibly do. One of my friends actually came back. He still got a bullet in his freaking jaw. And Dennis won't help him. VA won't help him. And he gets scared. But that's a whole nother story. Anyhow, Carl Miller, he came back. He's seen how the American was treating him bad, you know, back in the 70s. You know, they treated vets pretty bad. And then he's seen in the court that they were changing all the stuff, you know. A lot of stuff was changing, like property taxes and taking people's homes and telling people they need licenses. I mean, licenses really didn't exist. All of a sudden, you had licenses, you need plates, you need this and this. He's like, man, all our friends are being taken away. What the hell are I spent all this time in Vietnam and watching my friends die? So he just started studying legalese. He came up with 10 perfect U.S. Supreme Court rulings. It took him 10 years to come up with. Man's never lost a court case. But one of his things was, he says, when they call your name, which is birth certificate name, it's legalese. He says, you stand up. You run up without knocking anybody over, and you act like the most cordial, respectful man you can. Say, good morning, Your Honor. How are you today? And you act like she's nothing. I mean, if you've been in the military, don't be scared. Be a man and act like you're not scared at all. And that freaks them the hell out. Why the hell does this dude just run up here, tell me hi, and act like he's supposed to be scared of me? And then you make her scared of you. And you hold her liable. And they, they just start dropping cases. It, it's, it, that's part of the mentality that I use in a courtroom. I mean, it's everything. It's They read body. The good ones, the good judges, because they're Freemason, they have been taught to study body language. I can break this down way deep for you if you want to really know. But, yeah, they'll study body language. They'll know when you're your eyes are left, you're lying, and, if you're timid, if you're scared, if they've got you on the ropes, they'll test you. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got this body. They read body language. They teach them to read body language to judges. Hell, they got rid of one judge. Or a 30-year judge come up against me because one judge can not even compete with me. 30-year judge is pretty good. I liked him. He's a feisty old man. Tell me crazy shit. <laughs> he He knew. Hey, you better come out of bed and shoot me right now. I can send shit. I can sign shit. I can green the shit. And I need a discharge now. I mean, I wasn't that belligerent, you know, but pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you got to be, you got to be kind, but you got to be competent. And, and when they test you, you better know what you're doing. And when they see that, they finally like, it ain't worth it. This guy's going to cost us way more money. He, this this guy's for real. He just didn't read one statement on the Internet. He's been doing this for years. And I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to have to do that, Cheyenne, or they're going to keep walking all over you. Huh. <laughs> Tib just put a thing saying what you say now about not being scared of them is true. Um, I took a page out of your book and it worked. What'd you do, Tib? You know Tib, Chan? Hello? I guess you're on mute again. 
you doing, Ted? Why don't you call in? Help me out with Cheyenne. We gotta we gotta help her get her dog and keep her house and Don't get my my property back in Pennsylvania. One way or the other. Yeah. But I, I would say that's the last thing to work on. <laughs> you're about to get fined with a dog, you're about to lose the house you're living in now. I I would make those my first two priorities. Oh, right, right. And after you win those, you're actually going to have a little bit of uh, evidence where, hey, you know, I want a couple and go grab your shit back. You have confidence, too. Hey, I told them, Tom, before about this, was at my claim in February. You know Tip Chan? What's her deal? No, I don't. Man, I've met so many people. It's been so long since I've been on. Tib, who are you? How do I know you? Ah, oh, Jackie from England. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She she had a really rough case over in England. She needed confidence to get in. The match, she's been listening to her. She's trying to hold a couple guys liable that harmed her really bad. I mean, that no woman should ever go through. And the courts it was just blowing her off. And had to build up her confidence and help her with some writing and make it all long. How's it going, though, over there, Tib? You still winning? You getting your justice? I don't know why I'm talking to you like that, but... She probably can't call in. She's from England. Right. You know her? No. Hmm. I just talk... I mean, I can talk to her on Skype, but I don't think she can call in here because it's probably... You know, money to call from England. Right. Her opinion. The U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, well, good. I'm good. They do. You got harm. So as people went away, people quit harassing you. You're actually getting respect all the way through now? That's probably should be spec. I don't like the RE too much. <laughs> Lawsuits take forever. They don't like to take hits on money. I mean, I could sue a couple of people here, but I've just been building a chain of custody, and I just want left alone. So I haven't sued them. I haven't tried to get them to pay me for all the wrongs they've done, even when they threw me in jail, so and I got released, and they said I didn't know where I could have sued them. When I said, I warned them. I put them on notice. But I was like, hey, you know, I understand you, you guys got a job. Do your job, but don't be harming people. I hear you harm a child in that park, or you harm my woman. I won't be right there. I'll be the best competent witness they ever had. You just don't do it around me, and, and quit harming people. But they gotta do their ordinances. You know, they gotta do their. It's a bad job. 
You're an agent of the state, and you're ordered to do bad things. Just like the military, you're ordered to do bad things. You don't even know what you're doing at the time you're so young and naive. It's hard to want to hold that man liable, but sometimes you got to. And usually they back off. I, I usually like to play with the prosecutor. Usually I don't like to pick on the weak one. I usually like to go after the prosecutor and the judge because they know better. Not just as a prosecutor, but I'll go straight to the prosecutor. I will jump up to the guy has been there 12 years. I like to pick on the big boys that know better and they laugh at me and they're making all the money and they're ordering all these peons to do us wrong and set them straight. I, I really hate Harmon. Or not Harmon, but holding liable a 22-year-old. First job, you know, he got out of school and thinks he did. Hell, he thinks he's protecting and serves still. You know, he, he does not know any better. I mean, I'll tell him about it. I'll talk to him. But I really hate to, like, ruin his career because they will and won't throw them under the bus. They'll, they'll throw the little men on the totem pole under the bus. I like to go straight to the judge and the prosecutor and go after them. And if I can knock them down, kind of like I'm in the military, man, I can shoot all the privates I want. But if I drop the colonel and the general, man, you talk about they don't know what to do now. The cops go away if you take down the judge. And if the judge is telling the cop he's wrong, like, hey, release that man now. He did no wrong. He ain't even coming to the courtroom and just proved that I was right. The whole chain of custody I built on that sheriff. Now the sheriff has never been around me again. He's never been on my property. He won't walk on my property because I, t- I went after someone. I mean, I I played them, and, but I, I put them all on notice when I was sitting there. They're, they're wanting me to make statements. I'm sitting there saying, who's going to dim my eye today? There's no law. I, I broke no statute even. That's a hilarious part. I didn't even break legalese, man. Just admitted it. And and there's no law that I did any wrong. He's going to identify I. He's going to compensate I today. Really? Man, I can't wait to get in front of the judge. And finally, I looked at the sheriff. I was like, do you even know who I am? He's like, um, I don't know. I said, I was the man. You guys brought in the U.S. Marshals. You raided my house. I got stolen from, robbed from. I came in your property, told you no trespass ever again, and you ordered all your people, Brockridge even said that he was ordered never trespass again. That's who I am. You just trespass against I again. My body's my property. He goes, oh, man, crap. He's like, maybe we get a meeting with the prosecutors and, and work this out and, and get this, you know, taken care of. I said, what? I said, dude, you just trespassed against me. Hold me down here. You said I am struck no identification. You're up of another charge, and you're telling me there's nothing you can do about it until I get a meeting. I said, first of all, I did no harm. You broke your own legalese, several statutes now, even amid to it, law-wise. You totally freaking took a man against his free will. You know, I mean, are you nuts? I was like, I was almost laughing. I said, I am not going to a prosecutor's meeting. You're going to dig yourself out of this hole because someone's going to compensate I, someone's going to identify I, 
And you, the little man, told him, because I'm going for that judge. I'm going to tell him how you're harm, how you harmed I. I said this right for all the cameras and everything. And, yeah, I didn't go to court. Judge just told the bell, said, really sad man now. <laughs> He's retired, but that's the last time I ever dealt with him. And that was me going over, helping a woman who was getting evicted from her house. And the sheriff and the landlord was there trying to get her signed, no trespassing which was funny. It's called No Trust Me. I said, don't sign shit. Don't ever sign shit. Don't ever freaking consent. Don't leave. You're, you, got, you got squatter legalities rules. Trust me, these idiots operate on legalities. They will not remove you from that apartment today. She did exactly what I told her to do. Cop left. Landlord left. And he's like, I can't believe this. How can you not get her out of there to the sheriff? She wouldn't sign. So Mike's right about some of this stuff. But I knew that too. And she comes running down the stairs. She starts screaming out loud, I did it, TJ, I did, I did what I told you. Fuck those bitches. Start getting all right. I was so happy that she ran off the sheriff and them trying because she didn't rent the place. The other woman that rented it was gone, and the landlord was this pervert and always called cops on her sexually Anyhow. So the cop, or the the landlord seen her saying all this stuff to me. The landlord walks up and he goes, who are you? Because he knew that I taught her this. And I said, why do you ask? Who are you? He goes, well, I own this property. I said, well, nice to meet you. And he's like, you need to get off our property. I said, oh, I didn't realize he's on her. I'd be more than happy off your property. I don't want to harm no man. He goes, who are you? I said, why do you keep asking me who I am? I said, it doesn't matter. I thought I'm just a man. And he's like, what the hell? And I said, hey, I don't wish to harm no one. If you don't want me on, my pro- on your property, I will walk over in this public street right now. And I did. He went running up to the sheriff, yelling and screaming and hollering, and, and said, that man's right there. Well, you couldn't get that girl. We couldn't get her off property. He came to me and he goes, and that's when he attacked me. He's like, you have an ID on you? I'm like, what? What's an ID? He's like, an identification. I said, am I required by law to have you? You know, just ask all my questions. He goes, what's your first name? I said, well, what's the first name? Is that from a birth certificate? Is that an entity? Is that a person? What, what What's the first name? And he goes, oh, you're not going He's jumped on me. I, I mean, I said him for the word go. I already knew what the statue was. I couldn't give no false information, but I could ask questions. Abundance. Have caution, causing no harm. I mean, I haven't beat for even. I just knew he'd do it. So I get arrested. Protecting a girl, keeping a girl for no trespass. I get arrested. <laughs> Told me in jail cell, and they didn't know what to do with me. But I told her, I said, you let me deal with this, Dolly. You let them come after me, because they'll make you bond out, and the judge will beat you. You let me take care of this one. <laughs> so I spent a night in jail. And there's a couple guys that want to learn. I, I started breaking out the legal books and said, hey, man, you got to start reading these words. And, oh, no, I know what I'm doing. I said, dude, what's the person name? I said, who's the person? I said, I am. I said, no, you ain't. Well, the person's a corporation entity is joined the legal 
paperwork. I said, come here. Here, let me show you how to read definitions. And he's like, and they read it, and they go, oh, my God. I said, yeah, half those words that you think you know, you have no idea what they mean. Do not say you understand. You don't understand shit. You don't even comprehend what you're up against. So I started teaching these guys, man. They got me out of that jail cell pretty quick. <laughs> There's two of them I was teaching. And then when they came out, let me out. They said, holy crap. I said, I told you, never consent. I'm out of here. I told you I was leaving. They all thought I was crazy. I was the first one out of there. Last one in, first one out. I started teaching people how to read their legal <laughs> I had nothing else to do. I was bored. But hopefully I helped a couple other guys get out of jail. So for, and it's stupid stuff like revoked license. The guy had to travel to work, man. He's got the right to work. He don't even need a license to go from point A to point B his own property. The license is just a way to collect money for you to use your own property to get to work. It's retarded. But it's true. Carl Miller was really good at that, though. Anyhow, when I get back to the VA store, he, yeah, he taught me that stuff. But in three minutes, he whooped their ass. He, the judge, you know, dismissed his case on driving without a a license plate altogether. And he went and, you know, gave his bill to him for his time because he won, which I've never done that one before, but Carl Moe was good at this stuff. But anyhow, next guy that came up, same same charge, didn't have a license plate on his vehicle. And this guy was smart enough to pay attention. He walked up there and he goes, Your Honor, I have no idea what that young man said before I and I can never speak that eloquently, but whatever that man said, I want everything that that man said put on my court of record and put on my case, and that's where I stand. <laughs> and the judge's like, oh, shit. He goes, how many people in this courtroom don't have a license plate on their vehicle? And like six people raise their hand. He goes, all cases dismissed. You're free to go. Because everyone was going to keep doing it after him, you know. The older guy was smart enough to do the same exact thing. They were all in there for license plates. So everybody walked out of the courtroom. So that's why when I go in the courtroom, they clear it out. I mean, they they just make everybody leave and me and the judge against each other. It's nuts, but yeah, I've I've cleared out. I clear out a courtroom in Fayette County. I've cleared out a courtroom in Effingham County. It's not. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll look straight. I said, these are my competent witnesses back here, by the way. I'll look at the people in the back. You know, if you're going to harm me here for Barrett I got plenty of competent witnesses right here. I'll let them know. But if I got to proceed with a claim, right there's my competent witnesses. <laughs> so, but I'm also teaching them how to get out of there. They hate it. I'm not saying it's recommended for most people. It is tough. I've been I've been, been stumped a couple times, but the, the one time I stumped a little bit, and I thought we, we chest mated. I came home, and that guy probably went and drank liquor, and probably was his friend, and, you know, just went and did his little job and arrested and put a bunch more people in jail, had his pension. 
I studied that case and that case file for the next 30 days, and I studied everything I could and prepared. Prosecutor Pradino, I tore them up the next time. You got to put sweat equity. And that's the problem. It is a waste of sweat equity. That's why I hate the courtroom. You really got to know what you're doing. You really got to study, and there's a lot of sweat equity. It's not worth it. That's why I'll be the first one. What the hell are you doing putting a beer in a car, man? What are you, retarded? If the cop pulls you over, hey, you want to take it? You want to go to court? You like court? You been to court? You ever fought court? Are you going to get a PD and go pay a fine, get probation, you, you know, have them control your life for the next month, year? Get that stuff out of here. I won't even break legal aids because I don't want to play with them. They're mean. They're good. But I, I'm amazed how naive people are. And that's why they're all on probation, they're going to prison, they're enslaved, losing houses. It's, it's that bad. What am I doing? You know what? I almost feel like Doug Stanhope. You guys ever seen the comedian Doug Stanhope? I feel like I'm on a tangent. <laughs> this is supposed to be swift. They're all agents of Satan, or they know it or not. Still there, Cheyenne? Who's from Florida? Somebody from Florida's on. Uh, it's just me. This is Brian. How you doing, Brian? Not too shabby, not too shabby. How are you doing up there? Do I, do I know you, Brian? I don't know if you do or not. Uh, I'm from uh, Tactical Sovereignty, Facebook group. You're from which Facebook group? Tactical Sovereignty. Ethic, ethical Sovereignty? Tactical. Tactical. So, like, technical, T-E-C-H-I-N? Yeah, T-A-C-T. I guess it's a little different. Technical. Tactical. Tactical. Oh, like military. Tactical. Okay, I got it now. Yeah. And what brought you to that group? Uh, I started that group. Uh, about a couple of years ago, just as a place to dump my information into, so I didn't have like post-it notes all over the place. Uh-huh. I, I started out as a secret group, thought it'd just be an easy place just to throw files into and things like that. And people started finding the group and wanting to become members. And I was like, "What the heck? There's more people looking into this stuff." <laughs> it's a lonely road, ain't it? Uh, it can be, it can be, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you soon find out, you know, more and more people are into the same info, and there's, you know, quite often people right in your own town and in your area. I think probably half a dozen of the members in my group now are probably in my corner of the state. So what made you start doing all these post-it notes and start doing all this research? Uh, I started doing it basically just because, well, a couple reasons. Number one, I remembered when I was a kid, when I was mowing the yard, for some reason my dad always loved having big yards, so it gave me a lot of time to think. You know, and I would think, you know, what are we doing here? I was looking at my parents, what they were doing, all the hoops they were jumping through and everything. 
And it's like, really, is this what we are meant to be, you know, in life? And uh, then, and as I got older, I remembered my aunt uh, mentioning a phrase to me when I was about eight years old. And that phrase was uh, capitus dinamusia maxima. <laughs> Standing. And so it, that always stuck in my head. So finally I looked it up, and that kind of started leading me down the rabbit hole. Yeah. He's already down the rabbit hole. America's yeah. designed to put you in the rabbit hole. You got, <laughs> you got to kill a bunch of rabbits to have a freaking big enough pile to climb your way up out of the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that bad. Alice in Wonderland. I mean, even Disney, Freemasons. I mean, it's, it's deep. It's real deep. Ben, uh, did, you get, did you get into a case or something that made you start fighting back or just always been curious of what did I get in trouble wrong with this system? Did I get in trouble or something? That I mean, did you have to fight something or you just always been curious of what's wrong? And I, I wish to find out more. I've always been curious and I've always known that there's something different running behind the scenes. I mean, I've been in my share of trouble, you know, and I've ended up, I've, I've beat, you know, a 15 year felony charge that my lawyer told me there's no way around it. I was going to end up at least doing five years. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. And you beat it? Yeah. How'd you beat it? Uh, I wouldn't accept their offers. I tell her about that. Never accept an offer. Never consent. I mean, they might keep you in jail a little bit longer, but trust me, you can get a lot better deal. Uh, One day, uh, I I told my buddy even, I mean, he's a friend of mine. I was like, hey, man, this guy's kicked that cop in the face. I think it's hilarious because you're drunk on your birthday and they were roughhousing and you you just drop kicked him and busted him in the nose. I think it's hilarious, but you probably shouldn't have done that. You probably should go to his house and compensate him, and tell him you're sorry. And and he did. He did exactly what I told him. Did he went talking? He goes, Yeah, I've never had a problem with Todd on all He goes, I think somebody drugged my drink. I was on Patron. It was my birthday. I never. And how many times I talked to you, Brock? And we never had a problem. He goes, Yeah, that's on you. So Brock went ahead and wrote another statement saying he didn't mean no harm, and that's the only time he's ever been disruptive. I've dealt with this man several times, and his 10-year sentence, and his revoked license of the seventh one. By the time he's done, I accept and please and help him resend statements. And he even had a PD. After a year, he finally accepted an offer and did 32 days in jail instead of 10 years and revoked license prison term too but I got him out of the jail cell quick enough where it was still misdemeanor and they didn't have time to upgrade to a felony but he did 32 days and first they let him do 240 days for the revoke 10 years for the other one he ended up doing 32 days and not accepting the plea was the main thing and I also told him go compensate that cop give him write something good and override his you know statement or you know all this harm to a cop and he did it he, you know, and that's what we did. I was like, you should fire your PD and not do any of this crap. But 
you know, you're going to do what you do. Now, we got arrested together, and I beat the cannabis act. I took that one on. So I, I got that one on. I'm like pro state kid. And 32 days is all you got. I thought you did pretty good. How much time? You got yours totally dropped? <laughs> yeah, mine was totally dropped. I didn't spend any time for it. Uh, it you paid the lawyers some pretty good money? It took a full year. Yeah, I did actually two attorneys. My first attorney, um, I was sitting at one of my first appearances, and the attorney was sitting next to me. And I'm looking, I see this guy in a suit, and he's talking to the clerk. He's talking to the bailiffs. He's talking to other defense counsel. He's talking to prosecutors, walking around. It's just like he owned the joint, right? Yeah. And I asked my attorney, I said, uh, who's that guy right there? And he said, oh, that's attorney such and such. And I said, really? I said, you're fired. He looked at me. And I said, yeah, what do I want you for? This guy's over here. He looks like he knows everybody. <laughs> you're, you're, sitting here, you're sitting here like a bump on a log. Hell. And uh, so. You and sound I like I. How old are you? I had to go to. I'm 45. I'm 46. You sound like I. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, so I had to go to I looked straight at him. I said, you better do something. You better do something now. You're fired. You can't fire him. We're in contract. I said, what? Ain't no contract. I said, you mean that contract sent on my desk with all those freaking fees that you had no any fees attached to? It was like, oh, man, it could be whatever. I said, that, that contract sent on my desk has never been signed, turned in. I said, who's competent here? I said, you're going to try to get me going into a competence hearing? I said, you missed that word one time. I'm going to fire you on the spot in front of the judge. Second of all, I have no contract, so I think you might want to go tell the judge. There's conflict of interest here. And he went straight in there and told the judge there's conflict of interest. I no longer wish to be a part of this case. Yeah, they're idiots, man. They think they, everything's a contract. Don't sign shit. If you can get an attorney, don't sign shit. Take it home with you. They reduce them to co-counsel, I mean, but do not contract. And I saved my ass probably then. I just knew. I started reading it. And they have all these fees, depositions, everything, class fee schedule with no fee amount of debt, of Federal Reserve notes attached to it. I ain't signing that shit. You fucking nuts. I've been in business way too long to do an open-end contract. Yeah, you want me right in a value? Unlimited value you can charge me? Go fuck yourself. I, yeah, I just kept it. He thought I turned it in. I didn't turn it in. I didn't sign it. I didn't even fill it out. I was, whatever. But, yeah, I fired him. But, anyhow, keep going. Uh, it, I really, after that, didn't have to do anything. The, that new attorney who I did end up getting uh, took care of all of my monthly supposed appearances for the next year, and it dragged out exactly a year. You paid him and, a ton of money, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't pay him a ton. No, he wasn't really expensive. Really? And, uh... In How fact, long ago you, was this? Oh, about eight years ago. I'm too far back. But um, what well, ended up happening? So basically, you know, he didn't have. A, he didn't have. There was, there was really no case to begin with, probably. Yeah, that, that nothing substantial, but it was enough that anybody else would have taken a plea out on it. Of course, you, you know what I mean. You never plead. The plea is to beg for mercy. Right. And you, can't, you cannot beg for mercy from these people ever. 
So they, they finally, he finally called me up and said, okay, you got court next week and you absolutely have to come to this one. This is our last one, you know. And I went in and uh, prosecution made an offer and I rejected it. And uh, so they offered another offer to the judge. So then the judge made the offer to me and I rejected it. And they made a second offer and I rejected it. And they asked me to wait. You know, so I waited like an hour and they called me back up and they said, okay, we don't have time to do this today. So we're going to transfer you to a different courtroom. Yeah. So the attorney I was with and myself, we followed a bailiff to another courtroom where we walked in and the bailiff literally turned the lights on and the place was empty. Yeah. They will isolate you. If, yep. if you, you start strong-arming, you start showing that you're never going to give up, they will isolate you. Well, they don't want to teach people anything, you know? You know I went through the same thing. I put out a few courtrooms. But you, but, you know what? I, I, everybody should hear this because i tell you what. Most people are scared to death going to a courtroom, and I like what you're saying because they'll get a PD. They get scared. They get a PD with public defender. Or a lawyer, which I don't even know what that is, but attorney. And the attorney can only speak on the behalf of your paperwork, but he still will come and ask you, will you consent? Because they need your signature. And by rejecting every damn plea and never, ever pleading, you can reduce it down to nothing. If you ain't got the balls going there by yourself, what you did is about as the best advice I can give to a novice. You know, whether you got a PD or you got a lawyer. And if it comes to where he starts to try to throw you under the bus, reduce him to co-counsel. Now you're in charge. Or fire his ass, start over the whole new process, regain jurisdiction, and let's do this again. You know, I mean, what you did was really good. Really good. I mean, because most people don't know what you did was for a novice, you 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 did perfect. I mean, I don't know. Well, you said you were curious when you was a kid. You always needed to question everything. Yeah, and you just pay attention to what's going on around you. And you know, I, I haven't watched TV now in a couple of years, but I mean, growing up, you watch TV, and you see the whole game plan on there, how everything works. And when they're mm-hmm. making you offers, when they're making you offers, it's because they don't want to f- go forward with the matter. They want to end no, it. No, it's part of a contract. You make so an you offer, you got consideration, and then you accept it or not. No, no I mean, if, contract. If, if they're going to nail you stone cold, they're going to nail you stone cold. They're, they're not going to give you any reduced offers or anything. Well, no, they're going to take you to the, uh, they're going to call it a jury trial. <laughs> you need to switch it to a trial by jury. But if they have no competent witnesses and no evidence, they ain't got nothing. So they just keep giving offers and see if you're going to fall for it. It's like a hustle on you, basically. It sounds like they didn't have no evidence, no confident wins. So that's why they kept doing offers. Yep. Did the state pick it up? Was anyone going to testify against you? I don't know if anybody was going to testify against me. It, this was a, a case that the state had picked up. Yeah, the so state was, picked it up. You know, but when it, came, when it came right down to it, against you. Yeah, 
And you know, you, you can never drag the state into court. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what, what what's a fifteen year uh, term? What, what was that? What type of felony was it? It was a um, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Involved a deadly weapon. Somebody threatening you with, on your property and. You, you assault, took assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, I was throwing somebody off. Exactly. You shooting somebody off your property, and they went and called the cops. Yep. <clears throat> and I did damage the person. Hey, I'll confess to that. But that easily could have been prevented. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't trespass on your property. You got the right to bear arms. You got the right to protect your property. If you feel threatened, you got that right. I mean. You didn't kill him. You didn't harm him too bad. He lived. But you have that right. People aren't supposed to just come on your property and threaten you and do weird shit. You, you got the right to bear arms. That's Second Amendment. And I'm not really into the Constitution. Also, it's not a piece of paper. But <coughs> you got the right to protect thyself. It's your son of God. That's your body. You got exclusive right to. If you want to harm it, you got a right to protect it. And no man can tell you otherwise. I don't care if it's a cop, police, judge, whatever. You got the right to protect my property. And if you believe you have the right to do it, well, show me your vested interest and your verbal claim. I'll be more than happy to remedy you right now. Unless you're going to jump inside my body in some weird ass movie. <laughs> I don't know how you got a vested interest in it, but I'd love to hear it. Yeah, it's weird, man. Uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, you're exactly right. But so have, you, have you helped any people in your group? Beg your pardon? Have you helped many people in your group? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know. That a lot of them claim <laughs> that they're getting a lot of information and help from it. You know, so do they, do they all do PDs and attorneys. Um, I mean, is anyone standing uh, on their oh, own? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely the majority of them are, are going pro se on everything. Don't go pro se. That's an attorney for a day. That's legalese. I had a judge try to put me in pro se. And the first time I went to court, I did pro se. It was a mistake of mine. Pro se is to be attorney for a day. Do not do pro se. I, man, present I at the court. And the old say, is that pro se? I said, I don't know anything about legalese. I'm not legalese. All I know is I'm a man. Present I at the court. I don't believe you have any jurisdiction over I. I don't believe I did any wrong. If there's any man with a verbal claim, come forward now. I wish to remember that man now. And I'm done. Uh, and that, that's the thing right there. The Carl, the Carl Lentz method works the best. Yeah, Carl's method works <laughs> the best, but you also... He won't tell you about the background stuff. I mean, or at least I've never heard him get into it. I've been in the courtroom several times, one seven times, two different counties, and the U.S. Marshals. If there's a cop of the witnesses wishing to testify against you, cops don't count. They're infants, buttons on mine. But somebody that believes you harmed them 
and they wrote statements, you got to get rid of that. You got to go to that woman. You got to rescind that statement. You got to sell that shit in private. And now it's only the state, which, hey, put that big, that state, whatever, whoever that woman, Mrs., Mr., whatever on the stand, and tell me what I did wrong. I'd like to bring me that state of whatever you call it. Or wait, you got a signature. How'd I harm you? Did I owe you something? And I start going after the prosecutor. Your signature's there. I don't give a fuck what it says at the top. I go straight at that prosecutor. But if you really do have a competent witness, it's part of the rules. It's part of the U.S. Supreme Court rulings. You have to have a competent witness to proceed to the courtroom. If there's no competent witness, they can't proceed. But 98% of the time, they proceed, get a conviction. 86% of people flee out, and they're doing it. Totally illegal. I have to, I like 70% of the judges in Florida, I think, have a bar association card. And when you become an elected judge, you got to give up your bar association card. So what these guys are doing, because people are so ignorant, they're actually entered. The judge, the prosecutor just kind of sits there anymore. The judge is an experienced one. Who entered the plea on your behalf and join you to it? Yes, sit there and just let it happen. It's called Luke 14 and 16. The man trespassed against you, rebut that man. The man repents, forgive that man. It's kind of the way I do it. I mean, if you're going to tell me that you're going to throw me in jail so you got jurisdiction over legalese paper, I'm rebutting you all day long. If you're going to say, hey, charges drop, I'm out of here. I should send them a bill for my time. I get out of there so quick now that I really don't do it. Just leave me alone. And now if a cop, like, talk, they just tell him, leave that man alone. Man, he be the prosecutor all the time. Do not arrest that man. Man, he's going to sue us if you guys don't stop. He, he, no, leave him alone. Just don't go on his property. And I put him on notice. Trespass, mayor, fines. I'm going to charge him if they keep screwing around. And I tell them, I say, man, no offense. I've just been screwed over. You guys keep trying to harm me. I did no wrong. Judge would let me straight out right here. It's all right here. I haven't actually taken the time to put you guys on notice. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Do your job. I'll do mine. We we settled the matter in private. We don't got to go to court no more. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And that's where I go. I really do not do a revenge thing. The the cops do, you know, the, the forceful part. The judges scare the hell out of you. The courtroom is not a fun place. It, it's all a design system. To, it's called the court registry income system. I mean, it's not a courtroom like you think for justice. It's to steal your wealth, enslave you. It's a whole system that goes with Rockefellers in New York. It's all fractional reserve banking. It's a synagogue. The police to beg for mercy. They're using all types of words that actually controls you, controls your mind, enslaves you, and you give your sweat equity to them, and they will just screw with you until you give up and consent. But one thing is, the bottom line, you must consent. 
if you never consent, there's really nothing they can do to you. I mean, they can take you to jury trial and, and jury, but they really need competent witness and and but they will manipulate evidence. I've been through it all. Full complete disclosure. I've watched them about pages, change evidence, tell cops to get on the stand that was even there, make up stories. They will do anything they can to screw you. I mean, I've seen it all. They will manipulate evidence. Don't think this is a fair game. They they do not play fair. They will manipulate evidence. They will lie. They will perjure themselves. The judge knows what's going on. You really got to... Of course, it's not a fun place for the novice. But I, I love what you said. Never consent. That's all you said, basically. You never played. You never consented. And they couldn't do shit to you. And you even had a lawyer. That's the best advice that I could possibly give. So I gave it to my friend. Instead of doing 10 years, 240 days, he did 32. I said, man, I wish you'd just fire that PD and go in there and just clean this up and never spend any day. I guess. I just kept doing it. I've done it for a year. I wouldn't plea. And I only did PD. I didn't pay for a lawyer. And he goes, you know, I'm happy with TJ. I'm happy with what I got. And he goes, I'm glad you got everything discharged. I need him to your end. But, you know. And this is a tough dude. He's a street fighter. He goes, man, you get scared in there, man. Like, I've been in trouble so many times. I've told me jail before. He goes, you get scared, man. You, you just don't think you can do it on your own. Don't know what to do. I said you should at least reduce them to co-counsel. But, and I talked to this guy for a month, and he knew I knew what I was talking about. It would mean he actually got a black law dictionary. Started watching. I, I love him on the Carl Lynn. He still didn't have the balls to do it. And this guy fight about anybody I know. He don't care, but he's still scared of the courtroom. It's weird, man. It's weird how they put everybody in fear. But, yeah, I love what you did. That's how you won. Never accept an offer. Never consent. My number one thing, never consent. If well, everybody has, only say everybody three has words, to never con- or two words, never consent. Everybody has to understand that the whole system, everything is set up under commerce. So the rules oh, yeah. of commerce apply. Even in the courtroom, the rules of commerce apply. It's all contract. That's why yep. you can never consent. And and they do it through a plea. But then they will get you to sign paperwork and you consent with a signature. And that's what Mike was talking about. Never sign this crap. They will hold you liable. You will actually put yourself in the jail cell. Night. This sounds crazy. About 98% of all people in prison consented to be there. They put themselves in that jail cell themselves. They consented to be there. They did no wrong, but they took a sucker deal, took a plea, and consented to be in a jail cell. This system is so good, we got people volunteering to go in jail cells or fake legally shit. It's not even law. You just acted as a person. You were ignorant. And you accepted a plea. And you consented. Did you believe it was real? That's 
what's going on. That's why we got more people enslaved in America than all other countries combined. All of them. And we're only 350 million people. Well, 315, I think. And there's 7 million people in the world. Man, it'd be a dumb country. I hate to say that. It's embarrassing, but one time we used to be number one in math, number one in science, now we're like 28, 22, and we got more people in prison than any other country in the world. I'm a little bit embarrassed, to be honest, but, you know, I was also in the military, so, you know, I wanted to believe that we're better than that, but we're not. Statistics don't lie. That's why I always do go around telling all those people. And I and I love your little... Hell, I told a guy one time, I said, hey, man, I can't teach you this. I know you'll cave. I know the judge will test you, and I cannot teach you in one night while we're drinking a few beers what to do because he's going he's gonna to trick you. He's going to beat you. I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to act like you're drunk, and you're going to sign at the top left-hand corner, and it's like, hey, you're down here saying shit. When it went to court, it's like, hey, this paperwork's all signed wrong. There's nothing. You need to resign all stuff. He goes, what? So I already did it. I ain't, I ain't doing anything else. Like, you guys trying to trick me? You said that you don't know what to do with it. Am I free to go? And <laughs> he just missed the case. He got to go. Because he signed everything in the top left-hand court. It's like a Magna Carta. Because if you sign above it, you're not liable for anything below. That's why the signature is always at the bottom, to the bottom right. But if you want to not be allowed for anything, you sign to the top left. And the queen signed the Magna Carta that way. She's not allowed for any of that thing. Everyone thinks that's a real document. She ain't allowed for it. You know, to please the people, but they knew the tricks. You ever heard of that one? What's that, the Magna Carta? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, did you see how she signed it? <laughs> Top left-hand corner where she wasn't liable for anything below. That means yeah. she was never going to be able to lie for anything. I, I, I told the guy to do that. I said, just act drunk. They ever rush you. He did it. <laughs> In the court, he came over and he goes, thanks a lot. He goes, I, I don't know what I did, but I did exactly what he said. And he goes, we went to court. And he said everything was signed wrong. I need to sign again. He goes, no, nah, I get it. He goes, if you got a problem with it, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Am I free to go? Yeah, they just missed the case. Because he didn't hold himself liable or consent to nothing through any signatures. It's all contract. It starts from the bond. Personally, I, I've never done it that way, but I, I was just like, man, I don't even want to tell you anything else. Just sign top left-hand corner, act like you're drunk. It worked. Me, I'll bracket it, and I'll put a line through dependent signature, and there is no signature. I omit it from the page, and they ever go back and look at any of my stuff, you know, while they're on top of me, cops don't know what they're doing. The judges will be like, man, this man didn't sign shit. Yeah, of course I didn't sign shit. How does I can believe I signed it? Just to get the fuck out of there. But I don't even have to sign shit anymore. They don't even ask me to sign shit no more. But when I first started out, yeah, I'd bracket it, modify the fitting signature, make sure I put a line through signature. I admit no signature. That's my autograph. Fuck off. 
And I admit it from the page. These are only legalese tactics. And there's nothing I can do, really. <laughs> you can't consent. They they might be able to look at you a little bit, but hey, half the time someone else paying the bond anyways. I didn't bond myself out. Someone else made that payment. What legalese? Give her money back. I'm trying to defraud her. <laughs> yeah, I get the money back. I get every bond back. All of it. They only take 10%. I can grab it all. Well, I'd like uh, to find a way to start going after the other bonds they've got running behind the cases. The performance bonds and the payment bond, the replevin bond. Oh, man, those I'll tell you what, I found out a little times. bit in Epinam about that. They took a slush from 2014, and he took a bond and put up the $150 bond to match my bond. To because you got put up a bond, if you're gonna file a claim or a complaint in the legal they, they you don't see that paperwork. The judge actually screwed up. She's like, I said, I need a piece of paper, I said, I need a pen. I need to write down what you just said so I know when you wish to summon the eye back to this courtroom. And she gave it to me, they gave me the transcript of their side not the public side. Man, I found out, it was, and this is in 2015, some case file, some 2014 slush fund, they were pulling the bonds out and providing it for the the power of, or the state's attorney. And they did put up that bond. I could collect that if I wanted. But yeah, it was coming out of slush fund. The, the guy wasn't putting it up personally. They had another case file of 2014. I didn't look real deep into it. But yeah, they're putting the bonds out of another year, like case files to slush fund. These guys are total criminals, man. No one's putting up a bond personally and being held liable. They're pulling out a slush fund. And yeah, I got the paper. I kept that too. I, I couldn't believe it. I started reading through it. I was like, holy shit. You find out something new every time you go in there and do experience about how fraudulent these assholes are. They're, they're getting rich off of Harming ignorant people is what they're doing. It's amazing, and, but no one takes liability. They they avoid all liability. Use slush fund bonds. Hell, when they give you a bond for a warrant, matter of fact, they don't give a bond. They they do the black ink signature, the no valid signature, and no one's liable. It's supposed to be attached bond. That way, if anyone comes on your property and gets hurt. You're not liable for it because some other asshole man ordered somebody to trespass on your property through supposedly legalese, you know, law world. And he's supposed to put up the bond. That way, if anyone gets hurt or anything happens, he's going to be held liable. He's got to have a bond to insure it. None of these people are putting a valid bond attached to it. I tested it. None of them. They didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. But yeah. Man, no one's taking liability at all. That's why you got to convince them and put them in belief that you will hold them liable. And once you're able to do that, because they think they're all not liable, hiding behind corporations, hiding behind the scenes, then they that's when they run the number and said, you know what, I'm not losing my job with this. I'm not losing my pension. 
let this one go. We got 99 people right behind them that we're going to put in the prison cell. Fine, probation. We're good. This one is not worth chasing. This guy, he's crazy. Not well, crazy, you know but he ain't going to bow down. He, he just ain't going to do it. You know what? People don't realize that they can use this information on very simple and basic levels, too, of their life. I had uh, code enforcement on my property here about a year ago, and I asked him, I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm checking this or that. And I said, well, where's your administrative warrant? You can't come on the property without an administrative warrant. And I said, well, as long as you're uh, looking for that administrative warrant for me, why don't you pull out your bond information? And he couldn't run to his truck fast enough. Yep. I don't even go with warrant. I said, I just don't, I don't care about your warrant. Because it probably won't have a bond attached to it in the first place. I'm going to hold, I'm going to file a claim against you for trespass. Get off my property now. And I ran several cops off my property, actually. I mean, I chased them with a beer one time. That guy was so mad. <laughs> he goes, you can't talk to me that way. I said, what? I said, why can't I? I said, it's my property. You trespass on my property. You're, you're a man with a, uh, with a gun threatening I on my property. What do you mean I can't tell you to get the hell out of here? He's like, well, you got respect, I. I said, dude, you're the one trespassing on my property. You respect I, maybe I'll respect you. Until that day, get the hell off my property. I mean, I didn't care. He had a gun, taser, and I just went, I went running at him. I'm surprised I ain't been shot yet. I, I, I just, but they leave me alone now. They're like, man, no mess with DJ. He knows what he's doing. He will fly. I actually went in and filed some serious-ass paperwork on him a couple of times. And they, they're just like, hell, I have the cop code. He goes, man, he's coming after another guy. I said, when's your probation, Randy? He's like, Monday. I said, when's your appointment? Monday. I said, so why are they calling this cop right now? Because he's helping the city workers, and that guy started cussing out, so he's going to call the cops on you. Why are they saying the probation wants to talk to you now? I said, Brock, this sounds funny to me. He's the cop. I said, Brock, you know, if I tell you to get off my property right now, with the mayor standing over there, which I put on notice, trespassed it 10 minutes ago, if you ever walked on my property again, that you have to go. He goes, I know. He goes, you know your shit, TJ. I, I know. I said, Randy, did you just hear the man? He He's here just to mess with you. You don't have to go. You go to your apartment on Monday. You didn't break probation. You didn't violate nothing. You, you kept with your contract. This man just showed up because that asshole on the backhoe called the cops. I said, I'll tell you what. You're both grown, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of protecting all you guys. You guys figure it out. I'd already told him he's got to leave and you don't have to go. That idiot got up and walked to his freaking cop car and jumped in. He spent 112 days in jail. I was like, what a moron. And the mayor comes running up to me and goes, TJ, I never called the cops on you, man. He goes, I'm so sorry. He goes, I never did that. I said, I know, man. I said, I know, Ernie. I said, that man right there in the back of it did. I watched him cuss him out and yell all kinds of derogatory statements to him. Randy never said a word. I told him, come sit on my step. Don't say a word. Shut the hell up. Don't cause no trouble. And that dude went and called the cops. So 
That man right there is liable for all this stuff. He's liable for the cop, not you. I said, who is that man? Why, why, why is that man's city employee? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was messing with the mayor, but I was putting the liability on who really did the fall. And the mayor was happy, you know, that he was in trouble because I just put him on those 10 minutes before that. When he walked up, we had water main blowout. I said, hey, come here. I want to I talk to you about your agent and, and this trespass and Aren't you in, and Randy's like, oh, he's this guy. I couldn't get this dude to shut up. I said, are you in charge of the sheriff and all the cops? He's like, yeah. And this idiot's like saying, no, I said, I know you are. I said, if they ever come on property again, I'm going to do a claim of code trespass because they work for you. I want to make sure everyone knows, and I don't surprise anyone, that you're going to get a claim against you. So you might want to order. But sheriff already knows. I've already notified him. He ordered all this. I want to make sure you know. And he's seen it happen right in his freaking face. He came right over. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize so much. I will fix your water main. I'll dig out this trench. I'll make all this stuff work for you. Because I promise. You know. But he was, we talked for a while. He was like military. He, he understood. And we follow orders. He, he's cool about it. But. Yeah, man, that scares the living shit out of him. <laughs> but hey, my TJ, friend actually volunteered to get in the back of a cop car, and, and the cop even said, I got to leave. I can't do nothing. I, I was like, I gave up. You guys are just retarded. Do I know? TJ, where are you located at? Illinois. Illinois? Okay. Just curious. Yeah, I'm from Florida. Yeah, I'm on Florida. I was born on uh, Michigan, but... So I was just listening to your voice, trying to figure out where you were from. Yeah, Illinois. Unfortunately, it's one of the hard legally states, highest workman comp, one of the highest tax states. It's Chicago. It's, I think, at least, what, three governors in my states went to prison. Mayors go to prison out of Chicago. I mean, yeah, we're crooks, but Obama's from here, man. <laughs> well, he's not from here, but he lived here. And Rockridge right. actually had a valid point. I was going to try to throw Obama the bus. So they threw him under the bus. But both of them were totally frauds. Yeah, Eric Holder's from there. Do what? Isn't Eric Holder from there, too? Yeah, Eric Holder became the mayor, didn't he? I think, of Chicago. Yeah. Oh, he's Obama's friend. Yeah, they, they're just all corrupt. Hell, they were taking... Oh, I think he got a four million grant to, where Michelle was in the you know, health industry, worked for a hospital. Obama got all passed through and she got like a $300,000 raise once that grant came in. I mean, these fuckers are corrupt as fuck. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, it's, just, it's a Chicago mob running everything now. Well, it's, he was trained from the get-go to become the president. Well, uh, you know what? You remember uh, the end of, I think it was Godfather, that his wife was complaining to him, saying, oh, this guy's got busted, this guy's got busted, you know, I'm, I'm tired of living this way. And he said, honey, don't worry. In a few years, we'll all be legitimate. Yep. And they are. They all became legitimate. They all moved into government. 
my dad one time, which my dad, the wall stuff, he don't know how to do it. At least their form of legitimate. He, like, freaks out of it on it a little bit. And he's a Vietnam vet, you know, and did a couple tours. But he's highly patriotic and stuff. But he had a sign one time. I don't even want me to put it up there, but it's, like, 461, you know, conviction or, you know, law violations or whatever it said. It was a few years back. But it was like, was it the NBA, the NFL? Who 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 did all these crimes? It was Congress. I'm talking from rape, check forgery, you name it, that Coke. You know, you know. I mean, everybody knows Whitegate. Clintons are bringing in Coke. Bush is bringing Coke. Bush has put fucking Oregon in charge of Columbia, and he, he he started taking a bigger cut, just like Saddam started taking the money and putting it into European uh, uh, money because he's getting like about an eighteen percent, you know, hike on it and trading out all the semis of money and putting in European money, but. The American and almighty petrodollar was not being used. It pissed off some higher-ups. They went and got him, Noriega. You ain't giving my cut, you know, for me putting you in charge to be my drug dealer down in Colombia. We're coming to get you. Yeah, first Bush put Noriega in charge and then sent my ass down there. You asshole. This is all over a big fight over money and resources of countries to bring drugs in to fuck up your children in America. Yeah. Ain't that fun? Yeah, it's nuts. But these guys... I mean, why do you think we got Afghanistan right now? Monsanto went in there. 90% of all opium. It used to be 10% of the world's supply. Now it's 90% of the world's supply. Our military freaking... You know, keeps the... the what do they call them? They call them... Uh, they're not landlords, but they're like, oh, people who used to run all the fields. Yeah, they call them something. But, you know, they, our army protects it. Monsanto fertilized it, grew it all up, made it all great. Our decent ass and our military hauls this shit out. They haul it into China and America to heroin out all our people. This is for real. This is not a joke. That's why they took Afghanistan. They didn't have no terrorist attacks at all. Freaking the... They blew up our own freaking towers. It's like in Germany where Hitler blew up his own thing, gets people all uprising to get them on their side. Oh, yeah, let's go kill everybody. <laughs> I'm not even joking. 90% world supply of the opium now, and it all goes to China and America. They're just getting everyone hooked on heroin. Heroin, I didn't even know existed where I grew up. Now it's like everybody's doing it. Everybody's addicted. Everybody's whacked out of their mind. I can't even believe it. Well, you're 45. Do you, you see the same crap I'm seeing? The, the drugs that are just like taking over our pills, man. Pills are just... 38% of all emergency room visits comes from pills. 100,000 people die a year from pills. More than cocaine, heroin, all the drugs put together. 
Why ain't Pills outlawed? Well, the Rock Bar is on it. They started in 1931. The AMA Society. American Medical Association. Ain't that funny? Man, this, these people plan 100 years out. They ain't, they ain't stupid. I probably don't want to get into too much more of this because you guys will think I'm all crazy. But somebody's probably knows about this stuff. Why is there two Floridas now? Because I got booted off the first one. The phone just went mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, it's, it's pretty deep. It's a planned society. They just give us a water trough and some government benefits. Say, hey, good cattle, walk to here and plead and take our benefit, and now we control you. Here, sign this. Thank you. It's pretty much, it's all contracts. Just like you said, you cannot, you cannot consent. You cannot plead to him. You cannot bow down to him. When they come with you to the audience, you got to question it. What? You were actually on my property. You trespassed to try to tell me my trash can shows to what? To who? Like I care. Man, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to, I won't beat that city ordinance. I'm going to claim against you for trespass. But my neighbors will get city ordinances, but they won't give me one. I'll put my trash out for three days on purpose. I'll let my grass go three feet one time. My neighbor's like, TJ, you're nuts. He goes, you're just pushing it, aren't you? See, there's no mess with you. I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> I said, I want to know if I going to be left alone or not. What are we going to do? You're going to give me a little CR. I'll go in and fight your little court over 175 bucks all day long. I didn't have to go to jail or nothing. I keep testing them. Yeah, finally. I decided after my grass is three feet tall, it's only supposed to be three inches tall. I left my trash out for two days and my neighbor's like, and my neighbor's pissed. He's like, 16 people left their trash cans out. He said, why did I get the ticket? He goes, hell, you're leaving it out and not following anything. I said, well, I'll go in there and talk to Rick Day. In five minutes, I had that damn attorney, which is basically a business attorney, be took up, you know, taking all city orders cases to piss off everybody. I went in there, and he, he said, city orders, ILCS code. I said, well, what did the man do wrong? What did your six year with this man? What right do you have to administrate his property? And, man, I say, I know that dude just threw up his hands in there. He goes, ah, I'm not getting all that, all that. I said, well, good. Drop the case. Let this man go. And, we won't, and we're done. And he's like, ah. So we just left. So I just wrote some paperwork. And the guy wanted to prosecute him first day of court with the judge, the paperwork wrote. He's like, nah. Man won't seek out the counsel, he gets 60 days. You, you ain't prosecuting shit. <laughs> I mean, these guys are just idiots. I've talked to all of them. I'll go straight in their office every any day of the week, help my fellow man, I don't care. And they freak out in five minutes. They all want to jump up out of a chair and just run because they know they're in the wrong. They know they're just 
making money on legalese. I mean, the ones that, I mean, this guy was like 70 years old. He knew. He knew. He was told, here, help prosecute for this new Agenda 21 city ordinance crap. Where we're going to, like, run around and tell people what to do on their property and see how much money we can make. <laughs> okay. Is that happening down in Florida? Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's bad down here. And I hear, I hear con- they're tearing up your. I hear that you guys can't plant gardens and shit on your land no more, or your property. I, yeah, I've heard some rumors about that too, and it's it's kind of crazy because I talk to different people all over the U.S. and they're like, "Oh, you don't understand. It's the worst here. We're in a police state here." It's like, guys, you understand? It's like that everywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, you heard my stories. <laughs> yeah. Same same thing, different place. I really, it's probably no, I mean, except for maybe three governors going to prison, and, you know, higher taxes. I mean, Florida, you don't have an income tax. We have a high, in, we have an income tax here. You know, you, you got, it, it's a little different everywhere. When it comes bottom line, Man, they're bringing in. We became a service country rather than a, a producer country. We don't create shit no more. It's a service industry. Let's round them all up. Let's find them all. Let's take away their wealth, take away their houses, you know, take away all the old people's houses because you know, they should have be paid. We'll go ahead and buy their properties up pennies on the dollar. We'll, we'll shut off the water, bankrupt the farmers, grab all that land, and now there's no more almonds in California because some stupid fish that wasn't even native. And we're going to do an extinction law. So now we got to not give you water no more. No more almonds. This stuff cures cancer. I mean, these, these almonds that were growing, these organic almonds, you won't get cancer. It's, it's got so much B17 in it. But... They want us to be sick. This is where the AMA society comes in. See, I I started the AMA society, corporate world first, the AMA side, and then I hit the law side. And it, man, it's all combined. This is all, it's all combined. <laughs> they want you sick. They want you to pay your rest of life. And they want you to pay them through the courts, through the doctors. I mean, the doctors ain't doing anything for you anymore. Is here, get on this pill and get on this medicine. It's not going to cure you, but it's to treat you. And we'll try to keep you alive and give us all your money. They don't call it cure centers. They call it cancer treatment centers. And you, you don't care. You want to cure it? We'll get you some oil. Cure it. It'll go away. Gone. There's remedies out there. Anybody that actually tries to go public with it to cure people of cancer, our government's destroyed them. Taken over crap, ruined their business. U.S. Supreme Court, two and a half million dollars later, stole all their records where they couldn't even operate their business. I mean, it's happened time and time again. Yeah. Welcome to fair trade, huh? They doing that down there, screwing with people. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good with everybody. And like you said, everything's been turned into a service industry. You know, there, there's nothing produced here anymore. Everything's produced, you know, in China or somewhere else. And you know, and at the same time, uh, I guess they're servicing the hell out of us too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, they're trying to guess to do all their service for them. Hell, here's another new one, man. I I don't know when this started, but it ain't too long ago. They require, well, not require, well, well, actually, when you consent to it, yeah, they require you to fill out your probation. They'll, they'll, they'll make people do 240 hours of community service for free, and they they like for you to work for one of these Fortune 100 companies or, or do voluntary service for, like, a public industry <laughs> for free just to serve out your probation. I don't know if they do that in Florida. And another thing now the bonds are doing, you can't drink, you can't do crap, you got to give up all your rights, this is sign the bond to get out of jail. And they catch you drinking in a bar, doing anything, they can search you without a search warrant. I mean, like you signed all your rights away where you're basically an inmate and not even convicted yet. Which, I know how it works. I think it's around 2001, you're they're mandated, correct. That was all with the Bushes, too. They're mandated to protect the corporation, not the, the people or the man or the woman. But you're guilty until proven innocent. They flipped it. They made you the trustee and they're the beneficiary and trying to blame all the blame on you like you're the trustee of your own freaking grant. Are you freaking kidding me? You're supposed to be the beneficiary, and these guys are the trustees. you got to flip it back, back to law, and hold the trustee liable for all the fraud and all the harm they're trying to cause the beneficiary. That's basically how it operates. That's a simple trust contract. But that's how it works. They flipped, the, they flipped it around. They said, these people are so dumb. We're going to treat them like they're trustees. We're going to make them operate under legal aid. When here's the funny part, they're not contracted legally. This is a contract, it's like military code of conduct or whatever. Whatever you contract it. The people that work, the state workers, the judges, the cops, the doctors, anyone's got a license. They are liable on the legal aid because they, they signed up for it. They're contracted to it. They're like, Hell, we'll use it on everybody. These people are so stupid. Well, accept the legal aid. They'll sign something for us. Whenever we never worked in the capacity, we're not liable for those six months. Only people that work in that are liable for it. But no, we'll say, oh, yeah, we'll be liable for that. We'll be that true. Whenever the whole time you were never contracted, they get you to sign something or plead out like they're trying to get you, they offer you, and you'll find, take a plea, sign, agree, contract, and now legalese becomes law because anytime you make an agreement it binds more than law. That is the maximum law and that's how they trick you. That's how they get legalese become you know a contract and it binds more than law. So now your law remedies are gone. You're dumb enough to contract and the legalese it doesn't even apply to you. Unless you respect as a person be dumb enough to say yeah I want to be in that contract. What? No, 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 no. I, I didn't sign shit. <laughs> you know about that, right? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know that. And that's why I like Mike's little thing, because he's like, don't sign anything. Just quit signing shit. Just trust me. Just don't sign no more shit, because they're going to hold you liable for it. All of it. And you don't know what you're signing, because you can't read it. You don't know how to read a contract. And this is what's that? Hell, they're going to take probably all the baby boomers' freaking land. And it, it probably won't even get inherited to people. They're they're working them now. They're tying them up in courts and probates, and so long that lawyers are taking entire states. Getting pretty bad. Well, they've already taken all of America as it is anyway. Nobody owns any property. No, they've taken it through real estate and legalese. Right, exactly. For the property, see, owns, everyone thinks owns. What owns mean? Owns just means you have an exclusive right of usage to that. You never did own it like my precious or my ring or or that's mine and only mine. I mean, you do the sweat equity to it and you maintain it and you pay your bills or whatever you're doing. You got exclusive right to it. No one else, anybody comes on that property, it's trespassed. But this paperwork stuff, this real estate stuff, this capitalism thing, man, when we first did this country, people just went out, staked a claim. Hey, I'm going to take care of this land. And that's yours. Unless somebody comes in and you abandon it and starts to equity, now it's their land. Or it's their property or the ground. Land's actually people. It's the people, but that's his Latin definition. But that's what's going on. But what they've done is they've turned it all into real estate, deed, titles, and people sign off on this stuff. It's all controlled with paperwork. It's actually not the property or the ground at all. It's just paperwork. Yeah. Comprehend what I'm telling you? I mean, this is how they control all of it. Through paperwork, bar association, contracts. Just contracts. That's why Mike's right. Don't sign shit. And if you can get someone to sell you property and hand you over a deed, do it without the banks. You know, do contract for deed, private. And they can't touch any of the one of you. This guy can... Make a profit. This guy can, you know, stay out of the banks without compound interest. And really, you're not filing anything or signing anything publicly. So now you get into the Lodeo where they can't even get property taxes out of you. Believe it or not, private's the best. Contracts and lawyers are the worst thing you can possibly do in your life. Get a lawyer or an attorney. Is it straight up putting yourself in a public mess and joining you so deep in the legalese world? It's tough to get out of. Marriage certificates, shit, they'll ruin your marriage. They will straight up take everything you got. They will have you guys so mad at each other. You both pay 15 grand. <laughs> You'll be fighting over the kids. They will, have, they will get you so pissed off, you'll hate each other. I mean, you should have just walked away so in private and said, look, let's see what's best for the kids. Let's keep our money. Fuck the attorneys. Problem solved. 
took me five minutes. Nah. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Lawyers are actually easy to fight because they need a conflict. We do it on purpose. They they go straight up lie to you to get you to do stuff, and then when you send the paperwork, then your wife, your ex-wife, read it, and she'll be like, "What the hell? She's trying to take everything. Shit, I'm getting a lawyer. I'm fighting back." And next thing you know, you got a two, three-year-old war, and tons of money flying out of the banks. They do it on purpose, and then they laugh at us. You know about that too, right? You ever seen any divorces with the lawyers do? I've fortunately never been involved with one, but yeah, I I know how that whole situation works. Yeah, and then the man, I was in there one time with my lawyer. You know what? When the brother and sister walked out of her estate, the judge started laughing. I mean, I sir, I was the only guy. I don't even think I knew I was still there. I wasn't even supposed to be there. It was, the lawyers was like kind of brought me in because they didn't want me in the courtroom. I was kind of like you. They want to take me in the courtroom by myself. So I'm all by myself. I'm with this dude. He's like, I got to take care of this case and we'll go do yours. So I got, got a special time to do it and, you know, get ran around. And the judge started laughing. He's like, man, these people want to give away all their money. I said, I, he said, I'll take half of it. And my lawyer says, well, I'll take I'll take the other half. And, the you know, so 100% is gone. And the low tone, Paul, which is a lung defense uh, or lung, young lawyer on her side, which they know they all work together, uh, the brother, he goes, well, I'm a little man tone, Paul. Hopefully someone gives me at least 25%. And they're all laughing and shit. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take this entire state. <laughs> and just laughing. I mean, hysterical. I mean, it went over. I finally got up. I started walking the room, and my lawyer came out the door. I go, man, you disgust me. I said, what is wrong with you people? I said, man, their father just died, brother and sister fighting, and you guys are laughing about taking all their money and all their inheritance. You disgust me. I said that to my lawyer. I said, "You know, I gotta fire you. I, you're something's wrong with you people, man. You gotta be helping your fellow man. I mean, nah, you you just want to steal it all. I mean, every case comes in, you guys are just gonna steal all their estates. I mean, Jesus, what the hell's a lawyer? You guys are crooks. You robbers. You, you're thieves, actually. Because robbery, I get to see you doing it." Beth, you guys ain't telling me what you're doing behind the scenes, and you're stealing everything. You're stealing all America's wealth. I don't know. I've seen it firsthand, man, before, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it pissed me off. I'm about to say something to the judge. I watched one other time a guy brought in a, I don't know, he was drinking and driving. He had a case 25 years ago, drinking and driving. Whatever. Got another drink around 25 years later. Quit drinking. One day, hey, had a sponsor come in and say, yeah, I'm taking care. You know, he's been doing good. Da, da. This guy's disabled. All of a sudden, prosecutor says, yeah, he had a breathalyzer, 0.16, and da, 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 da. 
you know, uh, and the cops, I'm like, instantly knew that was an admissible at court. It was a breathalyzer with the cops. That's an admissible. I don't know why anyone does it. I don't, I don't even know why people don't know this, but it's an admissible at court. It's not a reliable system. It's so unreliable, it's not even admissible at court. This idiot, his PD did not say a word. I'm about ready to jump up. And once again, I'm sitting in the courtroom waiting for my turn, all by myself, because they don't want anyone else in there. And he did nothing. I was going to jump and say, that's an admissible court, Your Honor. This man right here needs to protect his client. You know, but I know they're not going to protect him. It's a conflict court. You're not supposed to protect him. It's a protective part of the court. But it made me mad because it was in a missile court even under the rules. All of a sudden, towards the end, the one guy goes, ah, that the prosecutor goes, ah, it could be in a missile court. And the PD goes, ah, I'm not sure. It could be. And this is what they were talking about. All of a sudden, the judge does his uh, judgment right there, his sentence. Even with the guy saying he'd been dead, he'd been doing everything right, everything. He sent the dude three years DOC, and he based it off the point one six. He's sitting there reading through his legalese shit, and he goes, based on the point one six, can't do this, but the point one six, we're going to go with this, and the prosecutors asked for five years, and the judge gave him three years DOC, and Bailiff grabbed him, hauled his ass downstairs, and he was done. And they used the judge made a ruling on inadmissible evidence, and they both agreed it may be inadmissible. The judge straight up used it. I was like, "What the fuck?" That's when I really started saying, "I was like, man, this ain't fair. These guys are nuts. They don't follow any rules, barricade. It was nuts. I was like, it pissed me off. Yeah, just goes. If you want to see some crazy shit? Go sit in the courtroom for a day, especially in felonies, man." You think it's fair? You think you think you're gonna walk in a courtroom and do well? Shit, you might want to see what you're up against before you walk in there all the cop. I mean, but it's good. You need to know what you're gonna be up against because these people do not play fair. They will use intermediate evidence. They will use hearsay. They will manipulate evidence, and you're gonna be whining, crying, coming home and saying, "Oh, it ain't fair. It ain't fair. Fucking life ain't fair, man. Get over it." But you better figure this out because you're gonna face it, and I and that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. A lot of people can't handle it. Oh, I was robbed. I was, I was cheated. Dude, you're in a place you're not supposed to be. The Bible tells you twenty times not to go into the courtroom. It tells you never act as a person. What the hell are you doing act as a person? If you go in a courtroom, you, you keep going in courtrooms, you're gonna penniless. It, it, it tells you all right there. Don't do this. But people want to call the cops on each other. People want to haul wires to settler states. And you're screwed. Everybody's screwed. You've probably seen some of this too, haven't you? You're 45. What's your name anyways? I mean, I don't need a birth save name. What, what do you want to be called? Oh, I, I go by Brian. I go by Brian. Brian. I go by TJ. <clears throat> yeah, I saw you were listed as Thomas, but 
Well, actually, that my uh, grandpa was named Thomas, and my other grandpa was named James. But I was called TJ since I was one year old, so I just go by it. It's kind of cool. I've been out of legal lease fiction for a long time. I put TJ on everything. <laughs> yeah, they 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 tried to do an AKA to me. Actually, when I went in the courtroom, they tried to say, "Is there TJ McCall in here?" Trying to because they knew I knew the legal lease shit. I'm like, I just sit there. <laughs> I'm gonna say a word. Whatever. I, I've never proved that's legalese. I, you know, whatever. I don't sign anything with my birth certificate name. I never have because young age, my mom and dad started calling me TJ. I just sign everything TJ. I've never ever, I guess, I was lucky. <laughs> but I was taught at a young age, hey, birth certificates don't matter. Call yourself what you wish. I just got nicknamed. So, how long you been in the Skype rooms? What Skype room in? No, I'm not on the Skype. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, I, I saw this call was posted actually on Skype from uh, the Criminal Law Two or whatever Skype. Oh, Common Law. Common Law Two or whatever it is, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was bored. I, I used to be on here a lot more. I used to do a weekly show, and I actually started doing them and trying to talk Mike into doing shows because I won a few cases. And I knew Mike, you know, he had lots of time. I run a business and I have a family and stuff like that. I was like, Mike, you'll be better than this than me. You can keep studying and help these people out. He didn't want to do it, so I started to talk to you. And finally, after we got some under our belt, you know, finally, he started his own talk show. And now he does some sign But he he sits around and studies all the time. He he just reads words and that on. He's, he has no experience in the courtroom. But, man, when it comes to paperwork and, and reading and knowing his words and shit, he, he's pretty much got down. And he knows contracts are scary and people can't handle them. I mean, he pretty much knows it all. You know, on that side of it. But I'm telling you, if you ever do go in the courtroom, it's a whole different world. You're better off putting paperwork up front and trying to never go in that courtroom. I settle every matter in private. That's what I was telling Cheyenne earlier. If he gets you in that courtroom with a lawyer, you're going to have to wipe out the lawyer. And if you don't know how to wipe out a lawyer, you've got a real problem. Because the judge is always going to side with the lawyer. You're going to have to make the man liable. You have to wipe them out. And you want to put in paperwork in advance to wipe them out. And then stand in your paperwork and maybe ask a couple questions. Who is that man? Get time to read my paperwork? I'm here to settle a claim. I thought there's a man here with a verified claim. Is there a man here with a verified claim? You know the rules, Your Honor. I ain't got no behalf here. I don't have no lawyer here. Oh, man, here's a subtle claim. Where's the man at? And that guy ain't going to be liable. You're going to wipe out the attorney. And now that man's got to stand on. That's what's going to scare him. You actually should do this in private. Tell him you're going to do it. And the lawyer, Billy ain't going to know. He might lie to him, but you still will do it. 
I mean, it's not a threat. You just, man, I, I just believe in honesty. I just believe. Hey, man, just shoot it straight. Tell them, man, this is the deal. This is what I'll do. This is what I'll remedy. If I did anything wrong, if I didn't do anything wrong, you drag me in the courtroom, I'm going to do a counterclaim against you. I'm going to hold you liable for a false claim. And that's a prison term. Well, it's a felony. I know a guy that did 180 days in jail for for a false claim. Well, false complaint, actually. False claim, same thing. I mean, this is trumped up a little higher. I'm still going to hold you liable for it. If you're one penny off, if you you didn't try to sell it on private, if you refused to press them it, you're in dishonor and you're building a chain of custody where they're not going to look in court, you kind of set them up the whole way in case it does go to that matter. Always, it's chess. Always be one step ahead of them. Always have them in checkmate position. Don't tell them they're checkmate, but they're going to find out. You can lean their property. I mean, they can't sell shit. You can ruin their life, and there's nothing they can do. <laughs> but I really don't want to go down that route. But you could hold them really, really liable. That's kind of a rat. As a matter of fact, you're better off rather than trying to probably get money on them, lean their property, and trying to, you know, make them sell out. Where they can't sell shit, and they gotta come find you. How can I solve this problem? Well, you gotta compensate. I. Yeah, you can lean shit. Just like Cheyenne, she got a problem. IRS leaned her. She gotta wipe out that that problem before she can even sell her house. She owns it. She can pay off her property tax, walk away, real easy. She gotta wipe out that IRS debt. Well, that lien. Which they're saying they owe 150000 Which I would be saying, you know, hey, I'm not paying taxes. Yes, claim that I owe this debt. Give me a valid signature, my consent, da da, because I'm more than willing to rescind that. I believed at one time I was a benefit I, I no longer believe it's benefit I. I believe you wish to harm I, but I might rescind the deed too, because then that paperwork that they believe they got a debt against is gone. Now sold in private, there's no deed. The guy, next guy wants to purchase an open deed, hey, let him do it. It'd be smart. Not just to do a lodeo. Did not. I mean, it's so stupid. It's silly. But you gotta wipe out all the contracts. Mike's right. Don't be signing contracts. Do everything in private, man to man. No, no deeds, no bank shit. Do contract for deed, but do it in private. Just keep the lawyers out. Everyone needs to learn to govern thyself. No lawyers, no accountants, no banks, and the world will be a much better place. It would. And then if you can't remedy a situation, go to court with a valid claim, a very valid claim. Hey, they didn't pay me. I tried to exhaust all things. I tried to counter, you know, fix this. The guy owes me money. Give me my house back. But 
Maybe your contract with you, if you're not writing any paperwork at all, you don't need the cops to throw them off. You throw them off. Because they, if, if they want to play in the legalese world like a squatter, you never went to that world. It's all been law anyway. It's all been private. It's been three wit. You know, they, they have no jurisdiction over it. You know what I mean? So, hey, man, you didn't pay. You broke your promise. Promise law. Her promise is actually above common law. You're getting into promissory. You're getting into trust. It's more valid than even law. It's a promise. You broke a promise. But we've been developed a society where no one even knows what a promise is anymore. And I'm on a wild tangent tonight, ain't I? I was real bored. It's been a while since I've been on here. I'm just going off. Has <laughs> so anyone got any questions? I mean, is there anything that something somebody's up against? Or... So, Brian, which uh, are you in common law too? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I've studied common law a little bit, you know, and there's a lot of discrepancies as to what common law really is. Uh, but myself, <clears throat> like you're talking about, you know, promise law being a step above. Yeah, you know, I, I more follow natural law. Yeah, I think yeah, that, I mean, natural, that, law natural law is that. It covers everything. That. Yeah. You know, natural, natural law, law. You got natural law. It's all and that's why. That's why I was just do no harm, and that covers everything. Yeah. Kind of like uh, let's see, what, Jeff Jeffries, Australian guy. He's a little bit maybe an atheist. He said, "Hey, I can solve this uh, ten commands for you real quick. I'm making one sentence. Don't be a cunt." <laughs> you know, it's a joke with an Australian guy, but I like that. Pretty much sums it up. Don't harm your fellow men. Don't be a cunt. Yeah, yep. yeah, I, I found it hilarious as a joke just because all the law shit on it. You know, I mean, it, yeah, you're right. Don't harm your fellow man. Help your fellow man. Everybody get along now. Help your neighbor. Your neighbor, you know, has a problem, he's sick or whatever, go try to help him. Go move on. Help him out. When you're down, he'll come help you. Hopefully. But if you don't help your fellow man, what do you got? What, some Federal Reserve notes? You can say you're rich. What if they say, hey, $1 worth nothing now. You need a 1000 I'm going to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, well, guess what? We're all equal in the Federal Reserve note game again. No one's richer than that, but the man that was helping the fellow man, they can barter and trade. And create shit for each other. They're they're gonna be a little better off than the rich man don't know shit and he's relied on that Federal Reserve note his whole life. What is the scope of this conversation? Um, uh, help thy fellow man. I think is what I put down for it. The conversation is uh, help your fellow man. 
Don't bow down. Uh, don't let the legalese system ruin your life. Fight. Stand up. Be a man. I don't know who guest seven is. <laughs> We're kind of like mulling around a lot of stuff, a lot of experience. People losing their homes, people fighting, cops calling cops on their neighbors. And basically, bottom line, you can't consent in court or you're going to lose. We're kind of summing up everything. Yeah, natural law. Don't harm your fellow man. Be good to your fellow man. Sell thing, everything in private. Stay out of the courts. That's the best solution. Traffic tickets, you can pretty much just send in and write. They got a lack of jurisdiction. And they probably won't put you on the docket. IRS, don't volunteer. Make yourself tax exempt. Keep it home. You might have to resend the deed. Yeah. Yeah, where's there to help our fellow man, you know? Keep the property, you not know, get screwed with, not be ignorant. You know, help your fellow man. The courts are rough. I mean, we got a lot of court knowledge here, unfortunately. A lot of us have been through the ringer and had to learn the hard way. And had to learn a lot. But it's not a good place to be. You're better off just sell everything in private. Follow national law. Sell everything in private. Don't don't even acknowledge the legalities. I don't. I don't. I mean, I cop and be on my door all day. I don't care. I go back to bed. I will not acknowledge that man. You're acting capacity of legalities. You're trying to contract me and join me in the legal fiction. I don't care. I go back to bed and beat all day. I don't know how many times that's happened before they finally gave up. I'm in Illinois. The state you in, guess. Arizona. I have a friend in Arizona. Roseanne and John. I live in uh, Courtside. She won a big battle and got her property back. Get a cannabis act of seven and a half pounds. All charges dismissed. Where you live in Arizona? Are you in Flagstaff? What part of Arizona you in? Oh, Phoenix. I used to live, my 
grandparents lived in Sun City, which, you know, subdivision for the old people in Phoenix. And I had cousins that lived in Phoenix, and we actually lived, my parents lived for a while when I lived, when I was in Casa Grande, which is about an hour south of Phoenix, which is basically part of Phoenix now. And Phoenix got big. Ah, yeah, Sun City I like. Just go there every year. Nice little subdivision. You guys have like fake grass and stuff. None of mow your lawn. It's all pretty, and everyone keeps stuff clean. I go swimming in December in the heated pool. <laughs> it was great. I loved it when I was a kid going out and visiting them. You guys actually let your ducks have the right of way to walk across the damn streets to go to the golf courses and the cars got stopped for the ducks. <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, but sure shit. Ducks have right away. <laughs> is, is it that way where you're at or just Sun City? I know I'm right. I've been there. I've been to almost every city and every town in this country. I'm not real familiar with like Montana and Alaska, but Phoenix is actually a fun city. Kind of a young town. I think it's twenty eight age. Big booming industry. Lots of jobs. Hot as hell, you need a swimming pool. Man, it's hot out there. I always had fun out there. Anyone else have any questions? You can call in, guess, if you have a question. It's me and Brian on the phone right now. Yeah, more questions, Brian? No, no, I'm just sitting here listening in. Yeah, I'm just sitting here reading guests up and he's typing away and every once in a while I'll start reading what people type. Like they can't call in. I just step away, you guess I'm more. I ain't miss anything. I said you're more than welcome to call in. You got a question, guest seven? Tave, you ought to call in. I love your English accent. You're just fun to talk to. I laugh when you call in. Can you call in or would it cost you money? Ah. 
I'll just consider a conference call. You dial that number, you know, call ID, and you know, your pin. Oh, darn it, we don't get to hear a nice, cute English accent. I'll have to hook up with you on Skype soon, Tib. Magic Jack ain't very good, is it? I'm just using a cell phone, actually. Uh, I used to do a regular call, but I, I got all things going on. and I I don't do the Skype and all things much, but if I get free time, I'll call in and try to help people out. I pay 40 bucks a month for my cell phone unlimited. Oh, Magic Jack, I know it's cheap. Yeah, it's a good deal. Just have to type on here. If you got a Skype and then people, you probably talk with a headset. Oh, you're in the financial district. You're in the one mile rich part where all the money is. Was it a one-mile uh, district jurisdiction where all the banks hang out in London? Yeah. Catholic Church, the Vatican, do the little district tune. We got the District of Columbia over the military mine. Yeah, it's all fun. I know this. But I just said, you're the financial district. Like a one-mile jurisdiction. Like its own sovereign place. It's like District Columbia. Yeah. Catholic Church got their own. Catholic Church actually has more money than all governments combined. Ain't that funny? You're supposed to give to the people and help the hungry. What the hell are you doing with all this money? Building gold churches and shit. Never been to London. Not sure I want to go the way you talk about it. I have my own problems in America. <laughs> Got plenty of police here, too. Oh, in Australia, they call them handlers anymore. I'm really starting to like the English and the Australians. I like to call people cunts. I know the cops don't like it when I call them cunts, but man, that's what I think about. <laughs> you bunch of cunts. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> 
over in America, man, it's like politically incorrect. You call a woman a cunt, man, and then they go ballistic over there. You guys do it for fun. It's like slang. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> over here, you get in trouble calling bitch. You call them a cunt, man. They go on ballistic. Ain't it weird? Where we get drunk, you go over there, you get pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed ass drunk. I've been, I've got shit beat out of me by cops before. Where I was dumb and I just, like Brian, I was curious. And I knew I did no wrong. And I actually was dumb enough in a jail cell one time to tell a cop. Like, what's your problem? Why do you keep banging on the door? Why are you going nuts? Like, I'll tell you why. Your wife just got fucked her once. Will not quit calling me. You need to handle your business. I don't want to call me no more, man. I had six guys beat the shit out of me. <laughs> that was when I was young and dumb. I, I'm not good with authority at all. I came out black and blue, head to toe. At least I broke one of his arms, and I broke a, I broke a wrist and a shoulder. I sent two cups to the hospital. It's six on one. At least I got two of the bastards before they beat the shit out of me. This was years ago. I don't do that anymore. That's my friend from Corsite. He got seven. We got another Arizona in here. What's up, Roseanne? Should probably call him. You got any more stories for us, Brian? Uh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I want to hear some recent uh, pullover stories. Recent what stories? Traffic stop. Say again. Traffic stop. Ah. You had a few traffic stops. How's that go for you? Uh, they pretty much hand me my information back and say, have a good day. What, what do you do? Well, in my studying and research, I really think that the U.S. is uh, following the Lieber Code that was set up by Francis Lieber, and it was the rules for the Civil War. And if you read the Libra Code, a lot of things start making sense as to, like, why they can steal money off from people that they pull over and not give it back and other various things. And uh, the, the way I look at things, 
going on. You know, if people want, everybody wants to scream constitutional rights, this and that. Well, number one, if anybody knew the Constitution, they know they don't have any rights in the Constitution. If there is any rights at all, that lies in, in the Bill of Rights, not the Constitution. But even if you read the Bill of Rights, it's like it, it reads like it's from a different country. Nothing applies, you know. You've got the right to keep and bear arms. No, you don't. You've got to go get a permit. You got to do this, follow these rules, those statutes. Da da da. Yeah, none of that stuff used to exist. That all started coming in in the fifties. You used to be able to have a rifle, a weapon, without any permit. They, they, what they did was they created the Floyd card. Everyone went and got a Floyd card. Now you got a Floyd card. I mean, people signed up on it. They, they contracted to it. You always had the right. Kind of like uh, the churches. They used to be all tax exempt. Government comes to them, dangles the care of her. Hey, we'll make you tax exempt forever. You, know, you, just, you just sign up for 501C, corporation. And what that does, it makes them tax exempt. But now what the government do is they'll send you a bunch of regulations. Oh, you can't talk bad about the government. You can't talk about war. You gotta, they'll actually give them what to preach about. And only these certain stories, nativity scenes, Christmas, which Christmas ain't even in the Bible. It's totally made up. This is a consumer holiday. It wasn't even a holiday in America until 1871 where USC Grant signed it in the I guess we'll call it law. It was incorporated by then, so maybe it was a statute or legalese or whatever. But yeah, 1471, it wasn't even a holiday in America. It didn't exist. So there's all kinds of made-up crap. They just keep putting more regulations on us because, well, I remember in the Great Depression or in 1933, they're like, hey, we'll pay you double the amount. You'll make two bucks an hour instead of one buck an hour if you sign the social security card and sign your life over to us. So we know you're liable and tax you and all kinds of cool shit. And you got to write your social security number on your U.S. Treasury check or the IRS won't cash it. Without that social security number, they will not cash it. They will send it back to you. So they got everyone consent. Hey, we want to give our money and pay taxes. Where we at one time we it was earning. I would call it income now. And take control and have you consent to it. And now if you don't pay it since you consent to it, now it's a breach of contract. That's how you get get you in the IRS. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, I like what you're saying there. Stuff. I mean, I agree with you 100. percent Oh, and well, anyway, it's a, you know, since it looks like they're following under the Libra Code, and in fact, the uh, Army Field Manual even refers to the Libra Code. So, if that tells you it's still alive or not, and so I, what I've done, and I'll tell you what, I've never in my life ever been pulled over and not received a ticket always received at least a ticket, you know what I mean? Because that's what they're out there for, is to make money. Uh, the other day I just had my seventh traffic stop with no ticket. And um, I've, I've got a, uh identification of my own I've made up. And I, I give them that, and I also, what I did is I went out and uh, became ordained under a non-501c3 organization. 
Non. <laughs> yeah. And so you're tax exempt under a non. So you, when I said 501c, what they tricked the churches into, you knew what I was saying. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and the, people think they can go to church and they're going to hear, hear the truth. Well, they're going to hear some pieces of the truth, but they're not going to hear the whole truth. Because the pastors can't tell them the whole truth. Um, if, if people kind of wonder about their pastors, they need to go, just go on your, you know, favorite search me engine, Google or whatever, and look up um, clergy response teams. No and, for the government, huh? Yeah. yeah. The government section. Because they're, they're, they're using the clergy to kind of keep the people in line. And they're, they're going to use them like, you know, if, you know, the day comes or when the day comes that shit hits the fan, you know, they're going to use the churches, you know, to try and help, you know, follow keep their, their form of order, you know. Yeah, yeah, follow me. We'll help you. But if you look in uh, the Libra Code under Article 53, it says if the American Army should uh, capture any group of people and there are hospital workers or clergy in the group, that they are not to be treated like POWs and should be released unless they choose to stay with the group to administer to the group. Yeah. So that, with the you know, clergy not being considered POW, you you know you watch you watch all these little stupid shows on TV and stuff you know where they're talking about you know people getting in trouble for one thing or another and you know these detective shows the the real life ones of situations that have happened and the only time you ever see a, a pastor or a priest or whatever on there and for and also, by the way, that's probably why you don't see any of these priests, these Catholic priests going to prison. But the only time you ever see them on there is when they've killed somebody. Yeah. When, they, when they've actually done harm. Yeah, did harm. You know, you never see them on there because, you know... And the funny thing about it, like, what, what about raping a little boy? Ain't that harm? I, I would certainly say that falls under harm. But yeah, somehow, what they'll, do is they'll in, what they'll do is they'll avoid it, move them to the diocese, move them, you know, you know, some jurisdictions away where no one knows about it. They do the same thing with cops. Oh yeah, they they get in trouble. They, you know, make the girls fuck them and suck their dick for commissary, and when they get caught doing it, they'll move them to another jurisdiction and keep them. Hey man, you, you're right up our alley. That's what we want. We want you to harm our fellow man. Screw him over. Hey man, they're they're pissed off over there and bringing too much heat and trying to always lie. So let's move you over here to another jurisdiction. We don't want to fire you. Doing exactly what we want you to do. Be a psycho <laughs> and and not care. Follow orders and do whatever you got to do to screw these people over. It's pretty much got that bad. I bet it sounds like you already know this, Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody needs. I mean, I I comprehend everything you said. This guy says he wants to know how you're beating your traffic stops. And what what do you do to get them to walk away without giving you a ticket? What what do you say and what do you do? I don't say anything. I give them the ID that I made, and I give them my uh, clergy card. 
because people need to comprehend what's going on here. You know, if you know, if you remember from the Bible, it says, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. Okay, we've got two systems running here, and I mean, you can see it. You've got water. Water flows one way or another. Electricity. You've got positive and negative current. And it's the same thing. We've got positive and negative energy running and controlling things. And this corporation running things is not the positive energy. They're the negative energy. And if you don't classify yourself, they're going to classify you. So you've you've got to let them know. You gotta, you gotta let them know that you don't play for the Cowboys anymore. You're playing for the Ra- for the Oakland Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Exactly right. And so I by do that every time so by, so by handing them my clergy card, I'm letting them know I'm not on your evil side. I'm playing for the other team here. And those stops generally last under two minutes. They go back, run my name, come back, hand me my card, say, "Have a great day. Be safe." I did a little bit different to you because I just hang out in this little small town. I just walk in there and put them all on notice, and they leave me alone. They know I know it myself. And same, same, I just did a little different than you. I just went straight to the head honchos, and I'm going to hold you guys all liable if you don't leave me alone. I am not under your jurisdiction. Your legalities doesn't apply to I. I don't work in the taxi of agent. You do. I'll just lie when you're legally saying law. And, and, you know, honestly, you're just doing your job. You're just feeding your family. I used to be in the military. I followed orders. You probably don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just telling you right now. You know, just let me be. I, you know, if I have another man or woman, I'll be the first one to go sell that shit in private. First of all, I'm never going to try to do that. But if it happens by accident, just funny thing about it, maximum law, an accident, you can't hold me liable. But if I did, I still would try to go help my fellow man if an accident happened. You guys, we're just trying to collect money for the evil side, like you said, the synagogue, the court registry, income system. I mean, we was incorporated in the United States in 1867. Incorporate. Now, we borrowed the Bar Association from 1827 to 1867. Through Congress, ratified. It's still the original 13th Amendment. But then the Maculation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, everyone believes, freed the slaves. No, he didn't do that. He covered it up with that, and they moved in the new 13th Amendment. They made the 14th Amendment, where you lower case the C's, where there is no standing, and now you're under obligations and privileges, where now, not only with the black slave, the white slave, everybody claims they're a citizen in America is a damn slave now under obligations and privileges. Well, thank you, Mr. Freaking Abraham fucking Lincoln. Yeah, that's it. but he was a Todd. He was one of those high ups, and, and, and I mean, they're all they're all rich people that control this thing. I mean, even George Washington when they started the thing, they they never wanted to give you anything. They wanted to go sell us land, 
They always want to keep control. You know, they they'll, they'll give you a lot of freedom to go conquer the land, and they bring in the bar associations, start cranking down to steal it all back. That's what they do in every country. They've been doing it for years. Well, let's do all the sweat equity. Let's do all the work. And they'll take all the wealth. That's what we settled the land for them. Got the resources. And, all right, we want it all back now. It's ours. And, and believe it or not, with that Federal Reserve note, you know, you buy with that crap. It truly is always ours. That's why it's really hard for them to lose. When you buy it with something else, they ain't got no claim to it. You never use their stuff. It's got that bad. I like that you've made your own license. That's cool. It's really not a license. It's your own. This is who I am. Here. (laughs) I created my own who I am for your purposes of handing an ID. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. You just yeah. put a class fee schedule on the back where no trespass, you owe me this much money? I stated that a fee schedule could be invoked, which would be I 33 see. pieces of silver per hour or part thereof. Ah, so you did put a little class fee schedule and you used silver and Federal Reserve notes. Nice. Absolutely. Yep. I don't want your fake stuff. I want real money. And God even said in the Bible, I'll give you the right to borrow and use the silver and the gold that is not yours. <laughs> you just borrow it, use it. You know. They turned America's kinda of weird, they turned everything into ownership. It's all legal or I own it. This is I got exclusive right to use it, but Everyone believes, hey, man, that's all mine, 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 mine. Well, no, it ain't. You get to borrow. You get to use it and take care of it. It's yours for that time. I, it's kind of funny how inheritance work, man. If we didn't have legal ease, no one could inherit anything, really. That's the way it should be. We have all these full brats living off a of naval and baby boomer parents and they'd have to earn a living and educate themselves and not be so decadent playing video games. Hell, I, I don't even have TV. I killed my cable. I have no TV whatsoever. I just have internet. I mean, I, I do this stuff, but I actually have an e-commerce business and a website business, so I have to have internet. But I, yeah, I'm done with TV. I, I told them come get their shit, take all the receivers. I have no TV. Don't miss it at all. Care less. It's called the Idiot Box. 1959 is coined the Idiot Box. I don't wish to be an idiot no more. I'm tired of getting screwed. I have a copy of the Colorado Turner. It's only 13 of them in it. It's from 1868. Now, be damned, do you? 
Yeah, the original one was to ban the Bar Association. They bought, they barred them for forty years, and they got their asses back in here. Oh my gosh, Roseanne! You have not had one since you're thirteen, so it's been like seventy years. <laughs> oh, oh wait, you're only fifty-two. Actually, <laughs> yeah, young phone, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Can you hear me? You got got that joke real quick, didn't you? Yeah. Cute. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Oh, right on. Brian's a little rebel, too. This guy's creating his own IDs and fighting and won't take pleas. He's from Florida. You'll like him. You've been on here talking to me why no one else would dial in. He's 45. He's one year younger than me. Well, I was 45 until 10 days ago. Oh, happy birthday, 46, huh? Yeah. I had to gain that extra year. (laughs) Oh. But Brian, um, Brian's a pretty cool guy. He's down floor and he, yeah, he, he said seven traffic stops in a row. He ain't been in trouble. He's got his own ID. He got a little class fee schedule on it. Asked for silver. And uh, he basically does a non-501C where I'm not a corporation, but I'm tax exempt. I'm not for sure really why he calls it a clergy card. But it works. It's effective, so that's all that matters. So he does it UCC-wise? Does he goes by that, Brian? No, I yeah, don't Brian, do any no. UCC. He don't, he don't play no no legalese. He, he's totally using natural law, basically. He's kind of like us. We, we we like our royal law, natural law, and we just keep jurisdiction over him and say, look, we're not going to consent, period. He's doing the same thing as us. He's just got his own way of doing it. Right on. As long as it works, it works, right? Yeah, it works effectively. They've got seven traffic stops, so it's like, you have a good day. See you later. We can't enjoy any legal fiction. We tried. We can't. Oh, shit. You got, we got to let you go. Right on. I asked him what he said to the cops, because I'll say anything. I had them those two cards, and they let me go. <laughs> like, he's like using paperwork on cops like you would a judge. Where you don't say a word and you can't screw up. Right. You can't piss them off. You're not saying it. You smile. How did they, sir? And you have them two curves. They look out and say, shit, I can't enjoy this guy. You have a great day. Goodbye. I like it. I like it. I mean, that for people that don't have as much knowledge, if they, they create a couple cars like that and, that's, and you keep your mouth shut, that's effective. That's how we can like teach people that aren't as advanced or knowledgeable to get out of trouble without fucking up. You know, it's right. almost like entering paperwork with the judge, and when the judge asks you, try to interlocutory get back in legalese. I stand with paperwork, Your Honor. Did you have time to read, Your Honor? Do you do you need to leave the court to have time to read it? You know, and you stand on it. You don't. You don't fall. You don't back down from it. You don't 
get away from it. That's what Brian's doing. It's effective with the cops. I like it. Hell, I've even been arrested by the cops for that question. I'm a little bit. Yeah. I'm not mean. I'm not mean. They just get pissed off because they don't like it whenever they're supposed to be in charge and they ask questions. I keep asking questions and I keep control of the conversation. It pisses them off. I like it. You just hand them two pieces of paper and fuck off. <laughs> you, no, you, know what? you know what? Yeah, what they can't get mad at you. you. Don't get frustrated. Well, we can't join them. You're not legally. Uh, here you go. You have a great day. Sounds I think great. one of the things one of the things people fail to do is they fail to read the information that's been given to everybody. And what I stand on, I strictly stand on the First Amendment. Okay, and the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law um, regarding establishment of religion. Okay, everybody thinks that's a church. No. Look up, the word, uh, look up the word establishment in their legal books. You are an establishment. Your household is an establishment. Have you declared that you're an employee of the federal government, or are you declaring that you're an employee of your creator? I declare I'm a man created by my Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.